Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning again. It is Friday morning, July the 13th, I'm sorry, July the 14th, 2017, the Mike Prince Show in route on location. We're live from Birmingham, Alabama, in the beautiful, beautiful confines of the Marriott Hotel for SWAC Media Day 2017. We have a special edition of Smart Media coverage and a whole, whole lot more right here on Smart Media Day. I'm the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. You can join us live as we speak by simply going to the website at obnradio.com, ktorradio.com, or you can just simply lock and load wherever you may be, dial 605-477-5066 and join in on the fun and festivities. Good morning to each and everybody. How is everyone doing on this lovely day? Another beautiful day, another beautiful setting as we are here for Swag Media Day 2017, and it should be a whole lot of excitement uh, to be in board, we'll have the media day starting exactly at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And with that start of the media day coverage, we will have all that we need to get things in order and ready to go for your coverage and provision here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network as we try to um, give everything in perspective on how we view things and look at things to get things done and see it not just for uh, SWAC Nation, but in particular Prairie View A&M University, of course, home of my beloved Prairie View A&M University Panthers. As the Panthers get ready for this 2017 campaign, their representation should be here on today. Coach Willie Simmons and the two representatives, Devon Reed and Joshua Johnson, representing the purple and gold. The Panthers in company with all of the other coaches. Coach Comerji from Mississippi Valley State scheduled to be on Radio Row here at 10.35 a.m. Central Standard Time. Then at 11.10, we'll have Coach Willie Simmons to hit Radio Row. 11.20, we'll feature Coach Jenkins from Alabama State. At 11.30 will be Coach Fobbs, defending champions of the SWAC with 
the Grambling State Tigers at 1140. You'll have uh, Coach Hughes at Jackson State at 1205 will be Coach Spady, Coach Spady and the Alabama A&M Bulldogs in representation at 1220 will have scheduled to be McNair of the Alcorn State Braves at 1235 will be Coach Haywood of Texas Southern at 1250 will be Coach Odom of Southern University and Monty Coleman will wrap things out at 105 with University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. We want to thank our special sponsors on today for making things possible here uh, for Media Day coverage here. And you have Farmers Insurance of Hempstead, Texas, Lee Van Richardson's attorney at law, Larry's Automotive, Prairie View Athletic Club, and we want to thank you, the listeners, for being a part of our coverage on today. So much to do. As we always say, we're going to have a little bit more extended time than that we would on other uh, regular days. As you know, we come to you each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. We got being set up here as Radio Roll is alive and well. We have the Southwestern Athletic Conference Digital Network in line, along with the Open Mic Broadcast Network. We have Charles Edmond from Alcorn Radio, and I believe there's representation from Southern University on Radio Row today, and we are all locked and loaded, excited about everything at hand. What we're going to do right now, we're going to take us a very quick break, and when we come back, We'll get more information out to you as we're at Media Day 2017. We want to also remind you that this broadcast is simulcast with the G-Line in Greenwood, Mississippi. And we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Are you looking for an affordable way to increase your business? Let the Open Mic Broadcast Network lead the way. For a customized, affordable ad campaign, call 832-213-8824. The Open Mic Broadcast Network is a community-based radio station that was established in 2002. We have been dedicated to local, regional, and community programming with coverage for high school, collegiate sports, ministries, and information. Our goal is to provide quality, productive, and positive programming that reflects the community that we serve. Visit our website, ktorradio.com and obnradio.com. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Radio Road 2017, a special edition of the Mike Prince Show. Of course, I'm the host, the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince, as we are here on Media Road, getting things set, ready to go for the 2017 campaign. Texas Southern, of course, led by Coach Mike Haywood and his first or second season in control with the Tigers and the representation for the Tigers will be Jay Kristoff, quarterback, and also Mr. 
Sean Jones, linebacker, will be representing the Texas Southern Tigers. Texas Southern Tigers will be um, due up on Radio Row, as we mentioned, Haywood will be coming around. I'm looking at my time schedules here again. Um, Haywood would be available at 12.35 Central Standard Time. We have, of course, Southern Jaguars representation will be Danny Johnson, cornerback, and you're going to have his teammate to join him will be Austin Howard, quarterback. 10 o'clock Central Time will be the start of the media day adventures, if you will. I guess we can put it like that. And so we'll have uh, everything mic'd up for the introduction, and we'll start out with the sessions. The coaches will do a little intro and speak. There will be a big old podium here where everybody's going to sit up and take care of business. As we got Santoria Black uh, in front of us, see would he have time to come and speak with us real quick. I know he's getting ready for his show. I'm trying to see if 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 Santorio would have a moment or two to come on back and it looked like he's going to make his way here. We're on Radio Row 2017 edition here at the beautiful Marriott. And uh, I've been joined now by um, uh, the voice of the Gremlin Tigers, Centurion Black. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. How are you? Look great, man. And I got to admit, you're looking uh, rather fly these days. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm trying to look like 50 cents instead of a quarter. Okay, 50 cents. Well, I guess I'm a dime. How about that? <laughs> well, look, uh, it's it's an exciting time always. We know that when this happens, we're just uh, moments away from the kickoff of the 2017 defending champions, man. Uh, what are things looking like? from uh, on the top of that hill at G Nation? I think it looks great so far. I think one of the biggest things that uh, fans are, are waiting for is the completion of our new surface for uh, the new, for Eddie's Robinson Stadium. It's going to be an artificial surface, but it's going to be very similar to a couple of the Dallas Texas fields. The company who uh, did those is going to be doing, is doing Grammys as well, and the new scoreboard. So there's going to be uh, some excitement because it's a jumbotron. So there's going to be an added value for the fans to be able to enjoy it. Uh, added value indeed, and we talk about value. And when we looked at the report from uh, the NCAA as far as revenues, that Gravelin had a pretty good fiscal year for the 2015-16 campaign. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing that, that has to happen is, is that this is an opportunity for fans at Grambling uh, to do more in supporting buying season tickets to make sure – uh, that things can happen, you know, fans all the time ask, how can we have more home games? It's very simple. you got to pack it out at Eddie G. Robinson Stadium. Uh, the more fans that you have coming out to your games, the more of an opportunity you have to fight for another home game. Right now there's four. We'll have Alcorn. Uh, we'll have Jackson State. We'll have Northwestern State. That will be our first home game in Texas Southern for homecoming. So it's going to be an exciting season. So it's an exciting season. And I'm hearing the same echo from throughout. Um, we just got to do a better job at packing our home games. We travel well, you know, when it counts, when people are looking, but we got to keep that consistent flow going, and I think it can turn things around, not just for G-Nation, but for SWAC Nation as a whole. Absolutely, and I think it starts with the fans. It starts with buying those tickets. It starts with saying, you know, how can we invest? And your your investment in season tickets, no matter what school you're at, I think says a lot about what the program will be able to do. Uh, and then, of course, when you go to those away games, you know, uh, I know Prairie View goes to some away games and things like that. When you go to those games on the road, support your teams, especially in those classics. 
State Fair Classic is always important for Grambling and for Fairview A&M. Grambling will go up to the Chicago Classic to play Clark. It is important to have good showings for those games because it really increases the chances of schools being able to make a return visit. Absolutely. And I, I just remember the little joke that I pulled on you at the last year's uh, uh, State Fair Classic when you needed some tape for your board. And uh, I had an option of giving you either purple or white tape, and I thought about it. I said, I'm going to get this guy some purple tape and get it. But it held up pretty well. It did hold up well. As a matter of fact, we were when we were in the booth, um, a couple of guys came out and said, where do you get this purple tape from? I said, well, I said, you know, it's one of those things where a fellow broadcaster says, I got tape and it's a function, but it's going to be purple. And so it's just a reminder, I got to make sure I bring some black tape next time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, man, look, I know you got things to do, and it's always a joy to get a chance to speak with you. Um, but it's always a buzz, man. Over 100 people or so have been consistently coming out. When I'm talking about covering this deal, and you got to be uh, proud to know that this thing is a first-class event. It is. You know, I think that when you look at this, more that fans tune in, you know, for the sake of video on SWAC.org, your broadcast this past year, Charles broadcast it, you know, All the media days are prepared. Yes, support is, is what it's all about, and we got to do that. Give back to your universities. I give a threefold deal. You give back to your department that you graduated from. Give back. Buy a season pass. Even if you buy the lower tier season pass, buy a season pass for the athletic to support athletic, and then just make a donation in general to your university. And that's $100 in each category, $300 a year, if you add that up, that could make a difference. I want everybody to think about this. If every person decided that they were going to give $10 a month, just $10 a month, if there were 5,000 graduates from that institution, $10 a month, what is that, $50,000 a month? And we're just saying that 5,000 people. So if, if, you, if you make that dedication to get 5,000 or to give $10 a month, and you do what you have to do as far as making sure that you're supporting that $120 a year. I mean, we're going to spend that in one month and going out to eat. So imagine what you could do with that extra money that you could put back into your institution by just that $10 a month sacrifice to your institution. It would really make a big deal. Big deal, and they say it can go a long way, especially when we have the budgets compared to I looked at that top-tier budget uh, for Texas A&M, $194 million in revenue. In revenue, you could add us up about ten times, and we still be still behind them in the eight. Oh yeah, and if, you know if you take a look at two coaches in the SEC would equal the largest athletic budget in this conference. Just two football coaches. If you think about what Nick Saban earned, and you think about what Orgeron earned, you think about some of these guys, you could take two or three of those football salaries to equal just an athletic budget, the largest one in this, in this conference. So what does that mean? It means that you, we have to do more in order to give back. Companies, alumni, and, you know, the more alumni support, businesses will support because they'll know, hey, they're doing something for their school. We need to do something. Absolutely. Well, brother, as always, I appreciate you, man. I know you got – you're pulling double duties with the Swag Business Network, and then you're doing uh, your radio stuff with ESPN, man. So we appreciate you coming on by and talking with us, all right? Thank you so much for the opportunity. No problem. Centorial Black, the voice of the Gramlin State Tigers. We are here on Radio Row getting things uh, lined up.
ready to go. We'll be um, doing some things here momentarily as we are uh, lining up. We'll simulcasting with Greenwood, Mississippi, the G-Line, my brother in the broadcast, Brother Lee Hall, as we are going to get ready to take us a 60-second break. And we'll take that break, and we'll come right back here from Media Day 2017, a special edition of the Mike Prince Show. Keep it where you got it. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm LaTanya Chappell. I am a proud graduate of Prairie View A&M University. I am the local agent for Farmers Insurance here in Hempstead, Texas, waiting to handle your insurance needs. Here at the Chapel Agency, we offer affordable and reliable insurance for your auto, home, life, or business all across Texas. We believe in taking care of our customers like family. We will help you find the right combination of personalized insurance coverage at just the right price to fit your needs. So come on down and meet our family staff and give us a call at 979-826-3026. Again, 979-826-3026. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince, here with you. We're live on Radio Road as we get set here. Uh, just got done speaking with Centurial Black of the Graveland State Tigers talking about the challenge that is universal throughout SWAG Nation, and that is us giving back as a whole. We've been talking about this throughout the course of the Mike Prince Show that can be heard daily, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, and we come through with the consistency, and you heard it, if Graveland Nation, they're getting some new surface on their field, getting the new jumbo, um, um, the Jumbo Stadium, not Jumbo Stadium, but the Jumbo Tron um, scoreboard, so everything will be functioning quite well. And uh, you got to be able to give back in order to get things going on. Get things going on. We're moments away from the official sound uh, from the SWAC test, so we just have all the coaches here to remind you that we'll be speaking with Coach Rick Comedy. He'll be picking up at 10.35, uh, 10.35 Central Standard Time. Uh, he'll be the first one on Radio Row. He'll come through. We'll get a chance to speak with him. And in particular, we know that Greenwood, the G-Line, is simulcast, and we'll be sure to sit down and discuss in some detail, time permitting, with Coach Comergy. Make sure that everything will be good. It is buzzing all around as people are gathering in for SWAC Media Day 2017. The radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince, here with you on Radio Row as we are hitting them up and putting them down here. We're swarming all around, taking pictures, gathering things around. want to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at RadioGuy.com. I'm sorry, RadioGuy.com. Maybe there needs to be a website, but RadioGuy. Twitter at Radio Guy. Also, check us out on Instagram at OBNRadio.com. And don't forget our Facebook page, Open Mic Broadcast Network. We're also going to be available on the website at OBNRadio.com. We were going through the scheduled guests to come through in representation of the schools that have begun, and we last kicked off 
As you can hear now, the Peter Holman from the SWAT Media now getting the coaches all lined up to come to the podium. So they'll be in the We'll give a chance to throw these out. Once they start their introductions, we will calm down here and, and try to pick that up. Once they get concluded with that, we'll go right into our interviews. Also have the commissioner, Bill Sharp, we spoke with him earlier, and he has graced us with his presence uh, throughout here as Signing up, coming in. Snapshots all over the place. Representation all over the place. Every school being represented. Review A&M University, Southern University, Grambling State University, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Alabama State, Alabama A&M, Jackson State, Mississippi Valley. Also have Texas Southern. I'm not omitting in my Alcorn State. And uh, I called everyone out. If not, let's just wrap it up and say the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince here with you live on Radio Row. Getting things done. So many, as we always say, a short time to get it done. Coaches are coming in, getting things ready to roll. We are getting things ready to roll. As we get ready to take us a quick break, we'll come right back with more of the Mike Prince Show live from Birmingham, Alabama. Are you looking for an affordable way to increase your business? Let the Open Mic Broadcast Network lead the way. For a customized, affordable ad campaign, call 832-213-8824. This is Willie Simmons, head football coach of Prairie View A&M University. I'm sitting here with my main man, Mike Prince. You're listening to the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Listen to the Mike Prince Show weekdays on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are live on Radio Row, Open Mic Broadcast Network, and a special edition of the Mike Prince Show, SWAC Media Day 2017. And during the break, we ran across some more greatness, and I'm going to let him introduce himself to the Open Mic family. Yes, I'm Wheeler Brown, Director of Athletics, Jackson State University. Well, uh, uh, Brother Brown, I hope you don't mind me calling you Brother Brown. Okay. Well, look, uh, we had a chance to discuss and talk about some things uh, last night in the lobby as we was gathering around. Describe what this uh, this buzz is like for you as an AD uh, at Jackson State. Well, you know, folks like to say there are only two seasons. It's football season and getting ready for football season. And uh, so, you know, the start of this right here, it really brings you down to earth, really brings you back to life. You know, you know that the new year is truly getting ready to start from an academic point of view, from a sports point of view, because of the football media day. Yes, sir. Now, with football media day coming in, uh, uh, and we were calling off numbers, it looks like 
they're calling for the coaches to get ready for the spot because we're going to start with uh, hearing from the coaches here real quickly. But you got to be excited about the year Jackson State is uh, bringing forth. You'll be coming to Prairie View here uh, for this upcoming season. Looking forward again going into that fine stadium and hopefully bringing out a win. But uh, like you said, it's really special. It's going to be a really special year at Jackson State. We're going to be young, but we're going to be feisty. Uh, we, I like to say we left a lot of meat on the bone last year, and uh, hopefully we can turn those close losses into victories coming this year. Coach, I hate to cut this short, but we got the start of the media program. We'll get a chance to talk again as athletic director Brown as we'll get ready now to turn it over and pick up the audio from the official start of SWAC Media Day. Receivers to Darrell Hines, 
we will now begin the interview portion of the evening. Lunch will be served beginning at 11 a.m. and will run until. Final note today is we will be having live on the Swag Diesel Network. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, as we get ready. It's a little different than times of past, but we have the coaches that have just introduced themselves, and we'll get ready now to try to line up with Coach Rick Comagy as we have him scheduled to come about. We have SWAC Media Day on the start. It was a little bit premature um, on than the uh, regular schedule. It is 10.22 Central Standard Time right now. Uh, we do say that it is going to be roughly uh, 10.35 is what they had scheduled. As a matter of fact, Coach Kamaji has just made his way to over here. Uh, Coach, uh, look, we finally got you, man. This is uh, Dr. Prince with the Open Mic Broadcast Network. We can scoot a little bit close over here to me. All right, well, Coach, uh, first of all, uh, how are things going? And, and welcome uh, to Radio Road. Well, I'm glad to be here. This is a great event for us and the SWAC and making this thing happen. I know that Door Sharp and Mr. Gant has done a fantastic job of making media and people come in. I'm just I'm just proud. You know, I've been in a conference a long time, and um, I just think this is going to be a good year for everyone. Well, yes, sir. Now, Coach, um, I've been wanting to, to get with you for a long time, man. I've been, we've been playing phone tag and everything, and I'm really glad because I respect the, the legacy that you've built as a as a coach, uh, the legacy that you've had, you've had success everywhere you've gone, and just wanted to get your perspective on how things are looking from your eyes and your vantage point as far as football where it is today. Well, we have a great athletic director, uh, Miss Ford Key, and she does a fantastic job of trying to get the program on its feet. And so everybody's working hard, coaches, players, everybody, because we want to make a change. And the change is what we need right now. You know, you see we're picked last again. and But, you know, that's all right. I think that fires the guy up, you know, to make him want to get after it. Now, speaking of getting after it, uh, it's no secret that you lost a pretty dynamic player uh, who went uh, transferred in Booker Chambers. Uh, how do you replace a player of that caliber, and, and, and what's going to be the plan of attack today? Well, Booker Chambers is a great athlete, and he's going to go a long way with his career. But we got some kids coming in, I think, that's going to surprise some people. You know, you just don't stop recruiting because you lose somebody. You keep working. And, and a guy like Booker make you work twice as hard because you know the benchmark that you're trying to reach. Now, Coach, with that being said, um, I'm old school, and, and I'm, I'm probably one of the oldest guys here on Radio Row. And, and we have a tendency to copy one another as far as styles and play. I'm a little bit different. I think that if we were to go back to some of that misdirection wing T, it can help offset some of the size and disadvantages as far as scholarship opportunities. 
How do you see that and, and, and what it what it no, you're absolutely right. You know, I've talked to Coach Caldwell about that. You know, we need to, you know, do a little bit more wing T style things with our team. We can't just push people around right now. But we can block and we can do some good things and I think uh, you're right on time with what you said. Well and and that's what what I'm looking at because when the when the dust settles, it's still about blocking, tackling and, and trying to score more points than your opponent. There's no doubt about it, and that's what we're trying to do. And I think we had a, um, a good spring. I think our kids are ready. We got kids in summer school right now that are working their tails off. And, you know, it's just going to have to play its way out. Now, Coach, you probably didn't notice, but we're actually simulcasting right now live back to Greenwood, Mississippi, on the G-Line with the voice of uh, Mississippi Valley, Lee Hall. Is there anything you'd like to share back to uh, Delta State Nation right now? Well, you know, um, I love the Valley. You know, there's um, there's no place better to me than the Valley. I think we got a beautiful campus. Academically, we're working extremely hard. And um, as I say, uh, it's just a matter of time to get this team together right now. And I, I feel that we can do this. I believe in my heart that we can move Valley. Well, Coach, I thank you so much for coming by here. But I still want to be able to get a in-depth uh, sit down with you, man, because I believe you got so much to bring to the table. Can, can we Can we make that happen? Yes, sir, we can. I promise you that. All right, Coach Rick Cummerge of Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils, you heard him. Uh, some change might be coming down in Valley Nation, so uh, keep on working. And get out there and support your local HBCU. Coach, I'm going to give you a chance to share on that part, too. Well, thank you very much for what you just got done saying about support your HBCU. Uh, but I think the people at Valley and our alumni, they have put a lot into this to try to make this happen. I'm so happy about the support that we're getting. And so um, hopefully um, we can make them proud of what we're trying to do there. Well, I believe you will, sir. And once again, congratulations and good luck to you. And thank you so much for coming out. Thank you. All right, Coach Rick Comergy of Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. Uh, heard him talk about some possible change in the air as far as things are going. We're going to take us a quick break right now. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about things in the Southwestern Athletic Conference and coaches on Radio Row. Um, we want to thank our sponsors for today, Farmers Insurance, Lee Van Richardson, Attorney at Law, Larry's Automotive, Prairie View Athletic Club, and we'll take a break and we'll come right back and have more from Smart Media Day on Radio Row. Are you looking for an affordable way to increase your business? Let the Open Mic Broadcast Network lead the way. For a customized, affordable ad campaign, call 832-213-8824. This is Willie Simmons here, football coach at Prairie View A&M University. I'm sitting here with my main man, Mike Prince. You're listening to the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Listen to the Mike Prince Show weekdays on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. We are live on Radio Row in 
Birmingham, Alabama, as we just heard from Coach Rick Comagy and talking about the change in the air for Texas Southern. I'm sorry, not for Texas Southern, but for Mississippi Valley. We just got to talking to trying to get Texas Southern lined up here as well. But all coaches are here today. Coach Rick Comagy, as we just heard from, also Coach Willie Simmons, their schedule. Now, they had the, a little earlier than uh, usual, so Simmons was, should be available for Radio Row at 11 p.m. Then follow him will be Coach Jenkins from Alabama State as they'll get a chance to talk. Right now, people going back and forth. We're going to see if we can find the commissioner and see if he would be available to talk right now. Commissioner Dewar Sharp as we have our, our runner. We got our runner helping things out right now, but remind you that this is a live simulcast by way of Greenwood, Mississippi, and the G-Line as the simulcast is going on there. And of course, you can listen live at our website at obnradio.com. We heard from Athletic Director uh, Brown as he spoke about Jackson State and their uh, adventures. One thing about the media day, it is always exciting. It's balanced out. Uh, if you heard uh, the predictions, it is predicting to have all corn and grambling to face off in what has now been recognized as the final SWAC championship, as it has been known at least since 1999. So with that being said, it looks like the East will be represented by all corn and the West represented by Grambling State from the predictor, predictors and the naysayers. So we'll get a chance to speak with uh, the other coaches on how they feel about that. Uh, some great choices. Coach Fobbs has done an outstanding job with the Grambling State Tigers, and Coach McNair has done a buffer job with the Alcorn State Braves. So with all that being set up and lined up, Radio Roll is alive and kicking right now. It is uh, a wall-to-wall opportunities to sit up and speak with the people right now, and every representation and every table is being uh, inundated right now. And so we're going to wait for the appropriate times to get things coming across as they're coming to get things. As everybody's kind of tied up right now, we'll try to wait to get some things on. We spoke with Santoria Black earlier, and now we're coming across working. Okay, and we are live here on Radio Row. What we're going to do is take us another quick break to get some things lined up. And once we get things lined up, we'll be right back. You are listening to the special edition of the Mike Prince Show. We'll hear from Larry's Automotive here and hear what old Larry has to say about some good deals that are available if you need some type of auto repair work. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mike Prince Show on Media Row, Radio Row, and Scrack Media Day. Larry's Automotive, located in the field store community of Waller County, is equipped to handle any automotive service or repair on your diesel or gas engine, truck, car, tractor, trailer, or RV motorhome. With in-house financing and scheduled service reminders, Larry's Automotive can handle it all. So give them a call at 936-931-5566. 936-931-5566 or look them up online at learysautomotive.net. 
Larry's Automotive is an approved AAA Texas Repair Facility employing ASC certified technicians and a two-time Better Business Bureau Awards of Excellence winner in automotive service. That's because they believe in running an honest business with a no-problem guarantee. Remember, every service visit comes with their 12-month, 12,000-mile nationwide warranty on parts and labor. That satisfaction worth the drive. So stop on by or call today, 936-931-5566. 936-931-5566. And welcome back. We're here from Birmingham, Alabama on SWAC Media Day, Radio Road. Dr. Mike Prince here, the radio guy. I remind you that you can follow me on Twitter at radioguy.com. And while things are being uh, worked up and formulated, we know that is right in the heart of Football season, as it's about to kick off, basketball season has just been uh, completed on the professional ranks. And with all that being said and done, they are uh, talking about the possibilities of visiting to realign the schedule as we have it. And we're not real sure on how that is. My thing is you want to get things better, then you can make, make sure that everybody do a little bit better as far as getting their teams up to speed. Carmelo Anthony, possible about being becoming a Houston Rocket, and not real sure if that's even going to be the case because the Knicks kind of pause all negotiation and talks trying to see if they can get Carmelo to hang around a little while longer. Right now they're doing table interviews as uh, reporters are in front of each table, and the coaches will be coming out to talk here at 11.10 will be scheduled to hear from Willie Simmons. Right now we are roughly about 25 to 30 minutes away from that to take place. So right now uh, Media Day has officially kicked off as it was a very short but to the point discussion uh, with the introduction of the coaches, not a lot of detail, not a whole lot going on. The predictions were given out. Uh, it's projected that Alcorn and Grambling State will face off in the 2017 final uh, chapter of SWAC championships. Still, that whole true Prairie View was predicted to come in third place in the Western Division. We'll get a chance to speak with Coach Simmons to see how he's feeling and responding to that because it, it is all about put up or shut up at this stage. So right now, with everything going on, Radio Row is alive and well, and we have people uh, at every table going around uh, with their interviews right now being dispersed out. We want to thank Coach Rick Comergy for coming out, being a part of the interview and talked about the possible change of dynamics when it comes to the approach on the offensive side for Valley State. You know, one thing I've always uh, voiced an opinion that uh, you cannot run what everybody else is running when you don't have the necessary horses to run that particular race and style. So with that being said, you, you never know what, when, and how things will unfold but it's all a part of the process of breaking things down. All week long we have been talking about the disparities in the finances as far as the giving goes back and forth 
for the universities in whole, in particular HBCUs. Speaking with the athletic director, Coach Brown, uh, from Jackson State, he was able to give a little light on some of the other schools from the MEAC, in particular Coppin State, on how things have been a challenge in the times past right now. As we are able to be joined right now, we're going to have set up, and we do Frank, we'll have you introduce yourself to Radio Nation. How you doing, Coach? I'm excellent. Dua Sharp. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm saying Coach with Dua Sharp, um, uh, Commissioner for the uh, Southwest Athletic uh, Conference. Coach, in, in a nutshell, how are you summarizing uh, the atmosphere that you're having right now? Oh, it's excellent. We have more media than we did last year. So, you know, anytime you can get those numbers up and they continue to grow, that's always a good thing. I think it's a great exposure for the conference, our student-athletes, and our programs. Now, Coach, um, uh, there's been a lot of uh, buzz, of course, about this being the final year for a swag championship. And just like in anything, being the leader, you're going to have high praises. You're going to have uh, uh, low marks and everything. How are you assessing and coming up with um, uh, how we get to this final, I'm calling it the final chapter of the swag championship as we know? Yeah, I, I think um, when we looked at it, you know, when you look at the trends and where we were going, we just felt like why would we continue to, to battle our own bowl game for ticket sales? And I think um, with the SWAC fan, we were really struggling with a five-weekend where we had where it was SWAC packed, though. It was Bayou, SWAC football championship, celebration bowl, Christmas. So I think the presidents looked at it and said, hey, our game is just not going to be sustainable. It's not going to be sustainable. And then to really allow the SWAC fans some – some flexibility on, hey, I can do Bayou and still make it to to Celebration Bowl, where, you know, if you look at it from year, from 15 to 16, we had a drop in attendance of 15,000, you know. So that number was alarming when you look at it like that. So I think when we took everything into the to account, I thought the president did a very good job of saying, you know what, let's make this the last one. So with, with that being said, and I'm not trying to put any words in your mouth, is it safe to assume that, that the bottom line, which is revenue sharing for everybody, wasn't where it should have been and they decided to go another route? No, I wouldn't say that. I, I think, again, it was more or less going the game is not sustainable with the development of Celebration Bowl. So I, I think when, it, when you look, but I think anytime you do away with a game where you're spending a significant amount of money and that game goes away, now you can now turn around and return those funds to your member institutions. So I think people's distribution will increase moving forward. Okay, and you also made the uh, the move to go to the demo center, which I love that because I've always said that I think television has not done the justification because there are strong numbers that come to the Toyota Center, but when you got a place so huge, it didn't look to the part. So uh, how how do you respond to that? Well, I thought no problem. I thought um you know I love Toyota Center and Tad Brown and the staff there, and they did a great job. But, again, when you're dealing with a venue that holds 18,000 people, it, it, and the numbers that we put in there, it didn't look like it was, you know, very well attended. Uh, I think in our discussions with Del Mar, nothing's finalized yet, but we have started those discussions. But we think it's a little bit more intimate. I think it's, uh, it's still Houston, so it's still a destination city where people want to go and people want to have a great time at and a great experience. I think for the most part, I just think when we talk to our local organizing committee, they just said, man, we just love Del Mar. I mean, you're looking at parking 
and Toyota Center is twenty five dollars just to park there. Well, Del Mar is free. You know, so when you're looking at getting the bigger bang for your buck, I think we'll find it in Del Mar. So, you know, uh, again, uh, love the folks at Toyota Center. Had a great four years there. But I think moving forward, I think this one year with Del Mar and then putting out the RFP and see where basketball is going to go from there. Now, with that being said, being part of the media, had you or please remember to check out the dynamics of how, you know, the multiple uh, broadcasts could be taking place in such time for the SWAC tournament because that would be something that I don't know, and I'm pretty sure you guys are working on that point. Multiple broadcasts in regards to? You know, how you have the various schools that broadcast the games throughout the uh, the tournament play or, and where you have uh, the time. I know you have a big enough space where you can get multiple uh, uh, broadcast teams to interchange, like one to line up to the left of the other. Sure, I don't think that would be an issue. I think, you know, we're always looking at getting better in what we do from a technical standpoint. I think Peter and the communication staff, they do a very good job. I had a very good meeting with the SIDs yesterday, so just working on some more technical things on how we can get better as a conference. So I don't think that will be an issue moving forward. Now, when we talk about moving forward, how do you see the future of the conference as a whole? Well, I think we'll continue to get better. I think, you know, the, the, the largest hurdle for us was the football championship game. So now that that is, you know, kind of been decided, I, I think we can move forward and look to be stronger, not only financially, but I think from a standpoint of now allowing and, and paying for all 10-member institutions instant replay equipment. So, this year it's experimental. Next year it'll be mandatory that all schools have instant replay. And so, again, instead of spending that money on like football championship, we'll turn around and purchase everyone's equipment for, for instant replay. So, again, there are different ways to use those funds, and, and I think a large majority of those funds will go to instant replay, and then uh, the rest of it will go back to the schools. Well, that is always a good thing because at any uh, thing that can help these uh, financial uh, situations with the schools because I'm pretty sure you saw the latest NCAA reports of revenues that are being generated throughout. As far as television ratings and, and revenue go, you got to be pleased with the result of the conference as it stands right now. Well, I thought we did well. I, I think our uh, SWAT football championship television ratings were up 38%. So that was good, but that doesn't help us. We need people in the stands, not the television ratings going up. So I thought for the most part we've done an excellent job with volleyball. Men's women's basketball continues to get more exposure. We'll look to do more on ESPN3, um, more on a SWAC digital network. So I think moving forward you'll see more SWAC athletic events on ESPN3, on SWAC digital network. And then, you know, we still have the, the relationship with ESPN. So for this year, you know, we'll have a number of games on ESPN. We have the Celebration Bowl on ABC. So, you know, whenever you can get exposure for the student-athlete and for the member institutions, it's always a good thing. So with that being said, uh, the, the ESPN3 move, is that more of a financial leverage move or is that just a better uh, uh, source for the brand? No, that's more exposure. It's more exposure. It wouldn't, I think, you know, when you look at it, it, you can say, look at it like this. You have an autonomy five. Autonomy five, there are five conferences that generate over $6 billion in revenue. And so for the rest of us, we have to look at the best way to get the exposure. For us, it's three, ESPN3 and SWAC Digital Network. We still have our agreement with two and ESPN. And, you know, so we're, we're, we're fine where we are, and we'll continue to get our payout from those contracts. 
But I think at the end of the day, it's all about exposure for the student-athletes and for these member institutions. So the more exposure we can get for student-athletes, the better chance they have to go to play at the next level and, and, and do other things with their life. I mean, so when you look at it, it's not just about getting to the NBA or getting to the NFL. It's about experiencing different things that lead on to a better life. Sure. And, and a better life is what it's all about because it's only uh, 1.6%, under 2% of these uh, athletes that go on to the next level, but then they got to get out there and get it done every day. And what athletics does is prepare people to be role models and team players in their various communities. Exactly. I mean, you know, um, you play sports and you see the good, you see the bad, you see good times and bad times. So I, I think that it makes you a better person. You're more you're more able to deal with certain challenges and, and certain difficulties, but at the same time you have a work ethic, you're a team player. So those are the skills and the life skills that that you learn coming through not just SPAC but any conference and being a part of any team. So I think those are the characteristics and the qualities that lead to people going out and being productive in society. We're speaking right now with the commissioner of the Southwest Athletic Conference, Dewar Sharp, and you just made uh, a comment moments ago about drawing more fans out to the games. What do you think is the missing element on why that's a struggle across the board? I think that's a struggle for everybody. That's what I say, across the board. I think uh, uh, social media. A lot of people like to watch, stay at home and watch the game on their iPad or watch the game on television. If you look at a, a lot of a majority of member institutions, uh, not just in SWAC, but you have a lot of fan engagement, the director of fan engagement now, because they're trying, okay, look, people are not coming to the games like they used to. So what do we? What can we do? What research can we go out here and do to get people to get out of their houses, get in their car, and come to the venue? I think for us, you know, we have great fans. So we, for us, it's really not a, a, a difficult thing. I think sometimes it's just matchups. Sometimes it could be weather, you know. So, you know, when you're in Houston and you even say rain, people are not coming out because of flooding and things of that nature. But I, I think I will say this. Houston has done an excellent job of getting out and supporting the basketball tournament, the football championship. We had soccer events there. We had baseball events there. And they do a great job. But I think that everybody struggles with that now because the millennial is different. The millennial doesn't want to come to the game. They'll watch it on their iPad or watch it on their on their phone or whatever the case may be. So when we sit down with my communication staff and we sit down with our Internet provider, we go, um, how can we become more mobile? How can we bring SWAC to you on any device? that you have, because that's the future, really. That is the future where we're headed. Everything is going to be custom-made to whatever device, whatever mobile device that you have, and we're going to bring it to you, Swag Digital Network, but I think at the same time we have a loyal fan, and if you give them a good product, they'll come out. Well, I think the NFL is talking about the same thing about possibility, but there are billions of dollars that they're talking about across the board. Now, for the naysayers, would it then be a negative to have so many games being broadcast if that's affecting the bottom line of people coming into the state? No, because we're never going to have a lot of games televised. You know, we have our we have our ESPN agreement, but we're not we're not to the point where you see SWAC on ESPN every weekend. We don't do that. You know, we'll do the game of the week with the SWAC. You know, and that's one game. So you still have those other games, those other four or five games out there that hey, I'm going to go watch that game in person. And then you also have the matchup. For us, sometimes it's just, I mean, nobody's going to watch Alabama State, Alabama A&M, PVTSU on their phone. They're going to go to that game just because it's a rivalry, it's a matchup, and it's historically great football. 
But I think, you know, we're not really concerned with that. I think our research shows us that, hey, man, if you give a great product, people will come out for it. Speaking of that, when it comes to those Thursday night games, is it strictly by the schedule or is it any way that the conference could influence who and what matchups are seen on those Thursday night or those ESPN games? We really leave that up to the school. You know, uh, we have a rotation, so schools know when they are on for Thursday night. And it's up to them. ESPN may come and say, hey, give us two school, two games that you don't mind moving to Thursday. And as long as it fits the window, the school will make the adjustment. If it doesn't fit the window, then we have to move on to another member institution. But I, I really don't like to get involved with that. I like the schools to kind of dictate, okay, I'm okay with playing these two teams on Thursday. And we go from there. All right, Coach. Um, I keep calling you Coach, but no, forgive no, me about no, that. Uh, uh, Lewis Sharp here, Southwestern Athletic Conference Commissioner, we always hear people perceptions versus reality. With this final segment here, what perception would you like to uh, clarify to the people of what the reality is, whatever that, whatever that may be? That's an open-ended question for you. I think a lot of times what I get from people is that people think that presidents work for me, and that's not the case. I work for the presidents and chancellors. So, a lot of times we get together and there are discussions about what we're going to do uh, with different issues, but ultimately it's the decision of the presidents and chancellors, not of me. So I think I get that a lot of wherever I go. People go, why, why would y'all, why would you do that? Why would you make the presidents do that? I don't make the presidents do anything. The presidents sit down and we discuss the issues. We look at the facts and we look at the numbers and we, and we make decisions. But at the end of the day, if I make a recommendation to go left and the president say, we're going to go right, we go right. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out here, the commissioner for the Southwestern Athletic Conference. This is your 12 or 13? Uh, I've been in the conference 14 years. This is my ninth as commissioner. Okay, man, time time just, just flies, man. Uh, I've got my great. I think you're, you're, you're carrying yours pretty well. Uh, you know what? It, it just depends. I got it pretty low today. But usually when it gets when it gets thick, you can see the gray pretty good. So You trying to hide it? No, I'm not trying to hide anything. My wife just likes when my face is a little more clean cut. That's all. So. <laughs> well, keep Mama happy, man. We thank you very much. Commissioner Dewar Sharp for the Southwest Athletic Conference here on Radio Row. As we are uh, lining things up and knocking them down, we're going to get ready to try and take us another break. We do thank him for coming by. He got a chance and, and was very candid and open on some things and perception and realities, and we deal with that all the time, and that's just a part of the nature of the beast. And we're going to take us a break, and when we come back, we'll have more here of a special edition of the Mike Friends Show right here from Media Day 2017 for the Southwest Athletic Conference. Keep it where you got it. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Latarni Chapel. I am a proud graduate of Prairie View A&M University. I am the local agent for Farmers Insurance here in Hempstead, Texas, waiting to handle your insurance needs. Here at the Chapel Agency, we offer affordable and reliable insurance for your auto, home, life, or business all across Texas. We believe in taking care of our customers like family. We will help you find the right combination of personalized insurance coverage at just the right price to fit your needs. So come on down and meet our family staff or give us a call at 979-826-3026. Again, 979-826-3026. 
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. We're live on Radio Row here in the SWAC Media 2017. We just got done speaking with Commissioner Dua Sharp and addressing some of the uh, immediate concerns and questions about the future of the Southwest Athletic Conference when it comes to the conference and its overall game uh, presence for the SWAC championship game. He said a football game was the only game truly that was a challenge and uh, getting things balanced out. So they're trying to work that out. And we asked, we asked the questions and he sat there and he, he answered them um, as open as, as I think he did. And I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with that. You're never going to please everyone, but you do thank him and appreciate him for being up front and dealing with the issues at hand. We want to be able to go through the horn real quick and thank our sponsors for today's broadcast. We've got to thank the good people from PV Athletic Club. We want to thank Lee Van Richardson, attorney at law of Hempstead, Texas, Larry's Automotive, and Farmers Insurance of Hempstead, Texas. I am the Radio Guy, Dr. Mike Prince. Remember, you follow us on Twitter at RadioGuy.com. I keep saying .com. I got to check into that and see if that's even available. But it is Radio Guy, Twitter at Radio Guy, Instagram is OBN Radio. We've got a chance to speak with Commissioner Dua Shaw. We just spoke with uh, Rick Cummingy. We spoke with Athletic Director Brown, and um, we spoke with Santoria Black. And we got so much more to come and discuss with you as we're getting ready for this. Uh, kickoff of 2017 campaign, Prairie View a University Panthers scheduled to be number three out of the West, and we'll get a chance to, to see how the natives respond to that when we get back to PV Nation. It is always interesting. Someone has to be number one. Someone has to be number two. In Prairie View's case, they were dubbed to be number three. We'll get a chance to talk with Shotgun Willie Simmons and hear his feedback and response from that as everything is unfolding right now here on Radio Row at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Mike Prince on the Mike Prince Show as we are, as they say, putting them up and putting them down. We're going to take us another quick break, and when we come back, we'll have some more live coverage right here from Media Row on this Friday, July 14th, from Birmingham, Alabama. We'll take us a break. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Penny Lucas Wright, head women's volleyball coach at the Alabama State University. I'm calling to inform you that volleyball kickoff dates for all SWAC teams are August 25th. We also will have our first SWAC roundup that will be hosted uh, by Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas, on September 22nd through the 24th. Then it will be followed up with the second roundup of the SWAC in Montgomery, Alabama on October 20th through the 22nd on the campus of Alabama State University. Looking forward to seeing you. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Open Mind Broadcast Network is a community-based radio station that was established in 2002. We have been dedicated to local, regional, and community programming with coverage for high schools, collegiate sports, ministries, and information. Our goal is to provide a quality, productive, and 
positive programming that reflects the community that we serve. Visit our website, kporradio.com and obnradio.com. How you doing? It's the radio guy, Dr. Mike French. want to let you know about the latest and the greatest going on at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. We now have a 24-hour, seven days a week, 365 days a year message line. You simply dial 713-570-6736. Share your information, comments, tidbits, whatever it is going to help enhance our coverage through our local and regional high school of collegiate coverage. Once again, that number is 713 713- Five seven zero six seven three six. Ladies and gentlemen, as here on Golden Lions, and you always get Dapper Dan. I just got to, I got to give you that man. Good Dapper Dan. How you doing, Coach, and welcome to Radio Row. Thank you very much, man. I'm doing great. All right, well, look, um, we hear the predictions and everything going on, but, uh, of course, the hot topic right now is the media day, or not the media day, but the final SWAC championship as we know it right now. I know collectively everyone has to go along and say, okay, it is what it is, but how did, did this hit you personally? Well, when I, when I first heard it, I have that director brought it across my, my desk and asked my opinion on it. Of course, I was against it. I thought the championship game was something that we need to determine who's going to go to the Celebration Bowl and then who's going to be the SWAT champion. After having a press conference with the commissioner on, on uh, Monday, this past Monday, and all the other head coaches, it shed a little different light. Uh, we are at a deficit as far as resources. Uh, financial resources when it comes to the championship game. So that's one of the reasons why the president decided to do away with it. Um, so right now, going into this season, knowing that this is the last one and next year that we won't have it, I'm all in favor. Uh, if it's for financial reasons, uh, for stability of the league, uh, there's other conferences that don't play a championship game, and they're being very successful. So anything that we can do as coaches, as teams, to make sure that our conference stands out, uh, I'm all in favor of that. So I support it. Now, with that being said, uh, really it makes no sense now to have an East or West, and so it's the, the, the last man standing. You just line them up, and then everyone is going to have to start playing each other again. And, and I think eventually that's what we'll get back to. I think and this is me personally talking, I think, uh, what you said is 100% correct. I think we will do away with the East and the West, and I think we do need to go back to the nine-game schedule. But uh, that's my opinion, and uh, I, I wait to see down the road if we do do either of those because I think that would be important. But speaking right now with head football coach Coleman for the University of Arkansas Time Bluff Golden Lions, tell us a little bit about what's to be expected for this 2017 season, Coach. Well, I'm very optimistic. I, I enter every year optimistic. Uh, I feel like we're a better football team this year than we were last year. Uh, last year we were a very young football team. I was able to go out and balance the team off a little bit by getting some transfer students and some college players. So we're a little more mature team this year to add on to the, the, the freshmen and young guys that we had last year. 
on this show because you played a lot of close games, a, a lot of close games, and that's the heartache of, of being in the position that you're in. When you got a young team, you at one point you're excited, and then you're kicking yourself like, man, if I had a little bit more seasoning. So getting that balance is always important. It's always important. I thought the coaches did a great job going out and getting the players that we needed in key positions to make us a little more competitive. Uh, the other thing is we sustained lots of injuries last year, didn't have the depth that we needed. And by bringing these, these junior college players in this year, it gives us a little more depth. And the last thing is this, my quarterback has played for me uh, pretty much for two years now. So he's a little more seasoned. Um, ben Anderson kind of, he, he was great when he played, but when he left, he left us in a predicament that we didn't have the experience at the quarterback position that we needed. And right now we do have that experience. But that experience, Coach, now um, a, a lot of times in the world of athletics, it becomes a copycat league. If you see something successful being happening, then I'm going to go and do the same thing. But sometimes the playing surface is not balanced, which means that you may have, uh, and if, if just allow me to say this, this is no knock on anybody, but I might have a tier three ball player when I can get that one or two ball player, which means I can't run the same scheme. Well, unfortunately, for the last few years, because of circumstances and resources, we that's what we were. We were like a, three, a third-tier type ball team. Uh, the athletic director and the chancellor has gone out of their way and did a great job to try to bring us on the same playing field um, as other teams in the SWAC. So that also gives me optimism because I do have somebody. If, if one of my guys go out now, instead of bringing in a walk-on, I can bring at least another scholarship player in. So uh, you're you're 100% correct when you say that, Coach. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, the, uh, the the playing field has been a little little lopsided, but uh, we're we're getting better. It's always about getting better, and, and and when you look at comparing apples to apples, and I know people put so much on facilities facilities. To, to me personally, I'm an old school ball player. Um, if I can play, I can play. If I'm going to sacrifice, I'm going to sacrifice whether I've got an A-plus facility or a D-minus facility. I think personally sometimes that facilities are overused when people are underachieving. Well, my, my, my thing has always been to, to, to uh, check and see what a, a player has in his heart. And it's not based on how well your facilities are. It's not based on how well uh, your, your – uh, football field is, it's what you have in your heart. And if we can get guys who, who love to play the game of football, uh, recruit those kind of guys, and that's one of the questions that we ask people. How do you feel about football? Because if you don't have it in your heart, you can have all the ability, and I've seen them, all the ability in the world, but you just don't put out every single play. So you do have the ones that we call overachievers uh, that, that's going to give you everything they got 100% of the time in practice and in the game, and those are the kind of players that we're looking for. We're speaking right now with head football coach Monty Coleman of the Golden Lions. Coach, you've been at this for quite some time, and players have changed throughout the course of time. What would you say is the greatest challenge of coaching a millennial football player today? Discipline, without a doubt. Discipline. Yes, sir. But that, what, that one word just sums it all up. It sums it all up. Uh, this isn't derogatory toward the players. It's not all players. A lot of the players now in this millennium don't have the discipline that we had back in those days. Uh, 
I'll say this. And I won't. I won't <laughs> bite my tongue. Um, Mama need to let them go. They, these are young men that need to get out and have some hard knocks, and they can't come to the rescue. I, man, I love my kids dearly, and I will come to the rescue for my kids. But there are certain things that they've got to do, and all I can do is say, okay, you made this bed. Now you've got to lay in it and coach them through it. Nothing, nothing that's going to be grave, of course. Nothing that's going to put them incarcerated. But I've got to let my young men and women grow up uh, so they can learn how to uh, uh, take care of situations themselves. So um, we can't defend them when, when they're wrong. We can't defend them. Uh, we've got to let them go. And that discipline part of it, uh, everybody's looking for something for nothing, and you can't get it. What you put in it is generally what you're going to get out of it. And, um, you know, <laughs> that's, that's look, amen, amen, preacher, amen, preacher, because it's it's amazing how we'll run to the rescue if we think they're being done wrong, but if they're doing wrong, we don't want to hear. And that just comes to life. Life is about Readjusting, it's about getting back up. And I, if you allow me to quote a little scripture, that a just man falleth seven times, but he gets back up. It's that it's that eight times. So sometimes little Johnny got to get knocked down in order to grow up. And we we got to allow him to get knocked down every now and again. We still support him. We still love him. There's nothing changed. He's our child, and we're gonna always support him and always love him. But there's sometimes we got to not defend him if he's in the wrong. And that's why I see in this right now. Uh, a lot of the parents want to defend uh, Little Johnny when Little Johnny is not right. Yeah, I, I'm going to quote another biblical story, the prodigal son. Everybody think about the prodigal son, but they forget about the prodigal father. The prodigal father let the son go knowing that he wasn't ready, but he knew he had to learn. But one thing that prodigal father did every day, he sat on the hilltop, he said, is this the day my knucklehead comes home? And when he came back home, he loved on him. He said, now you learn, and that's what you got to do. Just let them go and let them learn. You got to let them learn. Absolutely. We still support them, and we still love them, but we got to let them learn. Coach, I appreciate it, man. Man, you, I mean, you, 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 you're looking dapper, man. I just got to give it to you. I feel so underdressed. I almost feel naked compared to you. No, next year we're going to wear shirts like you and have polo shirts on like you. All right, Coach Monty Coleman with the Golden Lions. As always, a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much. The Golden Lions making adjustments, getting ready for the 2017 campaign. And we are thanking Coach for, for coming by to be a part of everything. We're on Radio Row right now. Folks are lined up. Simmons is right. Okay, we, we're going to go ahead and, and get Shotgun. I, look, with Shotgun in, i got to play this one spot. Let me play this one spot, then we'll come back and hear from Shotgun Willie Simmons. We're on Radio Row, special edition of the Mike Prince Show at the Open Mic Broadcast Network.
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are on Radio Row, Mike Prince edition live from Birmingham, Alabama. And we have now been joined to a man who needs no introduction. That's why we played. I'm so glad I go to PVU and we have none other than Shotgun Willie Simmons. How you doing, Coach? Always good to see you, Mike. Doing well. Well, it's always good to see you, my friend. Another uh, beautiful day here on um, SWAC Media Day. Um, and I'm just going to jump straight into it, man. It got you predicted to finish third this season. How are you taking that in? Well, you know, it, it, the old saying is not about where you start, it's where you finish. And so that's the approach that we're going to take. Uh, again, we keep our head down as a football team. We know that, that our goals will be will be set by how we work. And so we're not looking at what we're picked preseason-wise. And last year we picked to finish first and we finished third. So hopefully that will be reversed and pick third and finish first. But that's going to be based on how hard we work, how committed we are to the process, and how we go about our day-to-day operations as a football team. Now going by your day-to-day operations, uh, you're getting ready for – uh, the camps, and the NCAA has uh, issued out now that no more tour days. How does that affect your preparation? Um, you know what? It, 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 everyone's been kind of going towards that for the last few years anyway. Uh, I think in the last couple of years, we've only had one or two tour days to begin with. Um, you know, cause now it's about preservation, you know, getting the players to the field, making sure that they're not um, overexerting themselves and that we can put the best product on the field on Saturday. So you know, stretching out camp. Um, I think gives us a chance to have more meeting times, gives us a chance to let the guys recover a little bit better, and hopefully uh, we can um, have better long-term uh, gains from our guys. And, and I know everything now is based on player safety, and anything they can do to stress player safety, I'm a proponent of it. Now, when it comes to that, now, is it possible that when you go to these one-a-days that a potential player who's on the bubble, as if he gets playing time, even better alone makes the team, are those the type of guys that are uh, kind of benefit from more of these two-a-day opportunities? Um, you know, well, during camp, you, you have a set number of guys that you bring in anyway. And so all of those guys are, are in rotation as far as battling uh, for jobs. You know, we don't really expand the roster until school begins. So the, the, the 95 to 105 guys that we'll bring to camp starting August 1st will be all competing for jobs. I mean, we don't bring people in to service scouting players and be tackling dummies. Uh, we want guys to come in and really push guys ahead of them for playing time. So um, the the the, the one-a-day schedule really benefits everyone. Uh, I don't think it, it gives us an advantage to one player over another. I think it just gives all of us a chance to rest, to rest our bodies more, to spend more time in the meeting room, to do more walkthroughs, and do more off-the-field things, um, more like professionals do, that will allow, again, their bodies to preserve over a 13-week schedule. We're speaking right now with uh, head football coach of the Purdue A&M University Panthers, Coach Shotgun Willie Simmons, scheduled to open up, of course, with the annual Labor Day Classic. Um, and, Coach, we, you and I, we have looked at it. We didn't go into much detail about it, but uh, we might as well get it. It's official start of football season right now with the Swag Media Day. What was your reaction when you uh, first noticed that, that Texas Southern – was going to play this early game, almost like a last-minute game at the last moment to take on. In your, in your own school in the backyard of FAMU, how did you take that one? Well, you know, uh, I took it as we're still going to play them on September 2nd. And so, again, we control what happens at Prairie View A&M. We're not responsible for Texas Southern scheduling. Um, that's that's a Mike Haywood and, and Charles McClellan decision. And, again, I respect their 
team as, as the opponent that we're going to play. Uh, and, but for us, again, our focus is being prepared to play on September 2nd. Again, whether that gives them a competitive advantage or not, that's not for me to worry about. What I have to worry about is how well my team is ready to play come that day. So that's going to be our focus. Uh, they can play five games before, but we better make sure that we're ready to play come September 2nd. Now, Coach, you you, you always have been uh, called and considered a creative genius mind when it comes to offensive uh, coordinating calls. Now, I got to admit to you, Coach, I thought you didn't call as many trick plays as I thought you should have on last year. Are you gonna, are you gonna rectify that this year? Well, let me put a disclaimer out there that you're the only one that calls an offensive genius. Uh, um, but you know, again, trick plays has always been a part of, of of my philosophy. But the flow of the game a lot of times dictates that. I think last year, for the first time in probably five years of play calling, we struggled in certain areas, uh, picking up first downs converting third downs, protecting the football. And whenever you don't snap the ball as many times as you, you know, you're accustomed to doing, that eliminates chances for trick plays. We, we have a, a philosophy that we want to get 80 snaps and 80 plays a game. I've been at or close to that uh, every year except this past season. Last season we were in the 60s. And so when you take 15 to 20 more opportunities away from us, uh, that's 15 to 20 less opportunities to call a trick play. So hopefully we can get back to doing the little things that we've done in the past to be successful, which is protect the football, convert third downs, and get first downs, um, which will allow us to tank the chance to get the defense off off balance, um, catch them in a substitution conflict. But we'll have a chance to run those trick plays because they're only tricks if there's a, some form of deception. You know, if you line up on first down and throw a trick play coming out, out of a timeout, they rarely work. You know, there's a method to calling those plays, and a lot of times it's based on tempo and, uh, again, the, the chance to catch the defense in a, in a compromising situation. Now, speaking of defense, uh, by far this has got to be probably the best defense under your regime that you're going to have representing the Purple and Gold this season. Um, uh, what are you seeing? And we know consistent uh, factor has been Coach Street, but what are you seeing in this defensive side of the ball that you call in special in your eyes? Uh, one, one, their camaraderie, how close they are as a unit. Um, they have their own set standard that they have for themselves, and, and you can see them going about that on a daily basis, the way they work out together, the way they get on the field and train together, the way they meet. Um, all those things, I think, uh, are important when it comes to forming a dominant defense. When you look at the Seattle uh, Seahawks, you know, the way that – they have the Legion of Boom. I mean, that's something that's unique to them. That's special to them. The Ole Miss had the, the land sharks. You know, so when you have that mantra about yourself that even though it's a team, even though we're offense, defense, special teams, that defense has their own identity, their own mindset, and that's under the direction of, of Coach Ralph Street. He's doing a phenomenal job along with his assistant coaches, and, and I fully expect to see a unit this year that plays with a chip on their shoulders and that continues to make strides um, like they've done the last two years uh, and, and, and have one of the more dominant units in, in all the FCS football. Are we talking about that, that, that demeanor of competitiveness? And, and you've got a quiet storm raised in yourself that, you, that you've been pretty polished at keeping it revved up. Uh, how often do you, when you get out there, man, and it make you think you got another couple plays left in you when you're out there watching those guys do their reps? Oh, I never have plays left. I'm, no, that's, that's, that's done. Uh, the few times I pick up a football and throw it, I pay for it the next day, so I'm smart enough to know that my that my gift lies in coaching the game now and not playing the game. I leave the playing up to the 18 to 23 year olds. 
Well, you're saying you don't even have a snap in your coach. I don't have a snap. No, I tell you what, if they made the game and they probably move into that eventually in the next 20 years where the quarterbacks can't be touched, then I might better have a snap in me. But until then, I'm not interested in having a 300-pound to touch my body. So you think it'll be a day. Well, you know, the quarterback is the, 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 the money man, if you will. And so, and you would consider, I bet you'd vote for that rule too. Don't touch the quarterback. No, I wouldn't do that. Uh, again, you know, as a, as a player, I always prided myself on being one of the toughest guys on the field. Um, I played for a coach, Rich Rodriguez, who preached that. You know, his first message to us when I stepped on the Clemson campus in 1999 was the quarterback will be the toughest player. We'll never lay on the ground after getting hit. You know, get up off the ground, never let them have to drag off the field, always be the first one to condition runs, be the strongest guys on the team. And, and that's what we embodied as quarterbacks at Clemson. And I've taken that uh, with me as a coach. And, you know, Trey Green was a prime example of that. You know, Trey Green played with a torn ACL last year, you know, because, again, we preached toughness. John Gibbs, I had it all corn, showed that he could play through injury. So hopefully the quarterbacks that we have now with Jalen and Nico and LaBelle, you know, can continue to embody that, of them being the toughest guys on the field, and leading our team uh, to be the toughest team on the field. Well, you got a three-headed monster, and I'm not going to ask you who's your, your quarterback right now because that's what the camps are for. But with that being said, it is going to be an exciting year for Prairie View football, 2017 edition, third year under Coach Shotgun Willie Simmons. The Panthers projected to be number three, but that's all it is is a projection, and you got to get out there and execute. Tough schedule coming up, a home uh, opener coming up against Sam Houston State the three, four days after the fact of the Labor Day Classic. And that's going to be uh, some intense two weeks, if the truth be told. Now, I'm not trying to get too much out of it. Uh, and before we get into that, the scheduled times and practices for those who might want to come out and try to check things out. I know PV Nation likes to hang around. Or are you at liberty to release your schedule at this time? Well, it, it's it's complicated because when camp starts, summer school will still be in. Uh, so we're in the process of gathering uh, class schedules and things of that nature to determine the best possible time to practice to ensure that we get all of the guys that will participate. So we'll release practice times in the next coming in the coming weeks um, to give people a chance to maybe come out. Uh, we'll have some closed practices. Uh, we'll have some open practices. And so, again, we'll release that in, 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 in a short time to, to allow people to plan to, to come out and watch no, am I invited to the clothes practice? <laughs> Mike, you're invited to the locker room. You know, you you have all access pass. Oh, okay. I just got to make. I just want to make sure that that that, that the line was clear. That 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 when the people get a chance to come out. Now, coming out to support is one thing. Watching the practices, but we need you to support in making your season ticket purchase to become put your, as they say put some behinds in the seats to come out there. Um, and and with that being said, coach. You gotta be excited about this schedule that you have coming up for this 2017 campaign. We really are, you know. And again, the Sam Houston decision was was based on the, the opportunity to play on TV. You know, we want to highlight our university as, as much as we can. So it's a quick turnaround. Understand the importance of the Labor Day Classic and how intense that game is going to be. And, and but we do have a quick turnaround the next week against Sam Houston. But that's college football. That's part of it. It's been done before. Um, but, again, we're excited about the chance to play them, to play Nipple State, to play Incarnate Word, and also to play Bacone College. You know, we have a great conference schedule, but we also have four great institutions out of conference that we have the chance to play, and hopefully it will prepare us for for the long haul and accomplishing our goals of, of being SWAT champions and Celebration Bowl champions. Well, that is the goal, the destiny, uh, the last potential 
champion as we know it for the Southwestern Athletic Conference with this uh, last of the Mohicans for this uh, championship between the East and the West. And I spoke with Coach uh, Monty Coleman. Uh, there's really no need for East and the West any longer going with this format. Well, again, that's that's not a decision for me to make. Um, as a coach, it's my job to get my team ready to play. So if they decided seven games or nine games or East or West, I mean, um, get the job done, have my guys ready to play each Saturday and, and, and represent Prairie View and m University to the highest light. So we'll let the powers that be, the commissioner, the presidents, the chancellors, you know, sit in those closed meetings and make those decisions about what's best for our conference moving forward. All right, Coach Shotgun Willie Simmons, uh, how the guys enjoying their trip, and we need to get them over here to the table if we can. Oh, they're enjoying it a lot. They're, they're breaking us for how much they're eating. They're <laughs> having a good time, though. All right, Coach Simmons with the Purview A&M University Panthers. It is always a joy and a pleasure to speak with Shotgun Willie Simmons, and you'll be able to hear more from him real soon on August 21st when we have our preseason football day in Waller, Texas, at the Waller uh, County Line Barbecue. August 21st, 6 to 8 p.m., Coach Simmons and the Panthers. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll have more from Radio Row, special edition of the Mike Prince Show, right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are on Media Radio Road for the Southwestern Athletic Conference University. University, Look at me. I'm all over the place. we got coaches galore. We have Coach Jenkins right now, representative of the Alabama State Hornets. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? All right. Doing quite well. Um, I've been asking every coach this. Um, someone has to be picked to represent the East and the West uh, for the – what would now be the last championship game that we know it? What's your prognosis, sir? Well, I tell you what, it's uh, a lot of parity in this league, man. And uh, I tell you, of course, we expect to be the last team standing, and, uh, and that's what we're pushing for. We're excited about it, you know, and uh, we're just looking forward to, to playing these other teams. I'm looking forward to once again going up against these first quality, these first class quality coaches, and you know, putting my team against theirs and and see who's the best in the end. Now, Coach, you uh, had a great success coming over from the MEAC to the Southwest Athletic Conference. Uh, you have 
seeing both sides. What do you see as some some great parity lines and then the difference between one conference and the other? Right. Well, I think uh, people need to understand that it's great coaching in, in, in both, you know. I've seen some really good coaching in, in first-class programs in the MEAC and in, in the SWAC. The SWAC is more of a passing league, you know. The MEAC is more of a running league, you know. Uh, just a different style of defense that's played, you know. Uh, things a little bit more exotic in the SWAC when it comes to defense. I'm not saying that it's unsound, just a little bit more exotic than it is in the MEAC. But both programs are, are – I'm sorry, both, both conferences are, are top-level conferences that produce uh, top-level student-athletes and have first-class coaches lead, leading the programs. Well, with that being said, Coach, you're coming – I'm on – this is – you're number four, correct? Third year. Third year, third year, okay. So you came in the same time as uh, uh, Simmons came in right now. Um, a lot of expectations at Alabama State. Uh, uh, they, they support financially uh, pretty uh, strong numbers when you look at the revenue being generated right now. How do you see yourself in year number three compared to the prior two? Well, we, we, I think we're ready to contend, and that's what we're going to push for. You know, uh, my young, my guys have done a, a wonderful job at, at correcting some things that needed to be corrected, and uh, they've take full, they have taken full responsibility for for some of those things. So uh, I tell you what, our our, our expectation is, is to be the last team standing, and that's what we're working towards. Now, with that being said, coach, of course, with the changing of everything, uh, with no more. I'm saying there shouldn't be a need for East or West right now because of the, the breakdown of the lack of the championship game. Are you a component now that you go back to all teams playing each other again? Well, you know, uh, I really like the East and the West. I think I think it gives uh, gives a little bit more validity to, you know, uh, the conference. But I'm not uh, the person who has to make those, make those decisions, you know. So uh, whatever our higher-ups have planned, I'm sure they've given it thorough thought, and, uh, you know, we'll see what's the end result with that. Now, every team is always looking for improvement, and, and when you went out for your recruitment this year, what were some uh, telltale times that you knew directly, I need X, Y, Z in order to get to the next level, and how did you address that? Well, we, before we went out and recruited, the things we needed to do was fix in-house first. You know, there's no need to go out and add to a house when your structure is not sound. So we wanted to fix in-house first and make sure – that we had a team that would uh, be more mature. We needed to mature as a football team, and that's something that we've been working on by doing different things uh, to help enhance maturity. Um, and then we went out and recruited guys that we felt had the right attitude to buy in to what we wanted. No matter how talented that they were, uh, if they, we didn't feel like they had the attitude to buy in, then we didn't recruit them. Because um, you got to be able to, to have guys that, that buy into your philosophy in order to enhance what you're trying to do. So that, that was the thing that, that we uh, did as a coaching staff. First, we wanted to fix in-house and mature. And then uh, next, we wanted to go out and find guys who would buy in and be willing to add to what we've already established. We're speaking with Coach Jenkins of the Alabama State Hornets. And, Coach, I've been asking every coach this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I just turned 50. And my coaching days are so far behind right. me that, that the cast for the ghost said, hey, you forgot your playbook. What is the greatest challenge for you to coach today's player? Uh, to correct some things that they should have gotten at home. And I just think that that shows us the direction that society has went in. When a coach has to 
instilled home training. You know, uh, when I was coming up, that was instilled in you. You're, you're going to have some home training. But we got to correct and, and implant things that a, a young man should have gotten at home. That's the biggest challenge. Coach, I want to thank you so much. I know you're pressed for time right now. Uh, anything you want to share with Haunted Nation and the Open Mic Broadcast Network? Hey, get ready for a good season. Get ready for a good season. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Radio Row is alive and kicking. we got to take a break. we got Coach McNair looking at his watch. I don't want to miss that opportunity. But we appreciate you so much, Coach. We're going to take us another quick break, and we'll come back with Coach McNair. We're on Radio Row right now, and you're listening to the Open Mic Broadcast Network. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. We'll take a quick break, and we will be right back. I promise you we'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. Are you looking for an affordable way to increase your business? Let the Open Mic Broadcast Network lead the way. For a customized, affordable ad campaign, call 832-213-8824. The Open Mic Broadcast Network is a community-based radio station that was established in 2002. We have been dedicated to local, regional, and community programming with coverage for high school, collegiate sports, ministries, and information. Our goal is to provide quality, productive, and positive programming that reflects the community that we serve. Visit our website, ktorradio.com and obnradio.com. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are live in Birmingham, Alabama, a special edition of the Mike Rents Show on Radio Row, Slack Media Day 2017, we have just been joined by the East favorite, Coach McNair. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing good, So How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, glad to have you here on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Well, uh, as Tupac would say, all eyes on you from the East right now. Well, I, I guess it is. I, I think it's, uh, you, you want to say it's an honor, you know, to be in Pittsburgh, but at the same time, you, you kind of put a little added pressure on you, too. So uh, that's one of the things that that when, when that that kind of stuff happens, you're always kind of like, oh, now you're being hunted and uh, things like that. Instead of you being a hunter, uh, you got to start on your back. But, you know, it, it's a thing to where, you know, I, I tell people it's just predictions. Uh, but the game has to be played on Saturdays. So the, game, the games must be played on Saturdays. And, and speaking of, um, you've, you've had lightning in the bottle right now. What do you feel have been the keys for your consistent success down at Brave Nation. Well, the biggest thing is just 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 the coaching step that you have behind you, coming in and putting the work in that they they've been doing over the past years, and uh, and being able to 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 put together game plans on each on each week and uh and preparations and uh, get these kids ready to play on Saturday. So that's the biggest thing, and uh and they know the expectation of it all, and uh, they know what to expect when they get out there on uh, practice on. On Mondays. Now, the reservation is a special place, Coach, um, and you have to go looking for that if you end up on the campus of Alcorn. And some places just fit you when you get home. What has Alcorn meant for you personally and professionally? I mean, the, the biggest thing, uh, you talking about a place of birth for me, uh, gave me my opportunity to become a, a student athlete and, and further my education and, uh, and, my, and from the football athletic standpoint. You know, I graduated from Alcorn with my, my degree, 
I went back, got my master from there, and um, and fortunate enough to to go out and venture and come back and be an assistant head coach at Alcorn for four years, and now being presented as a head coach for now going on the second year. You know, it's it's a it's a big special place for me. I take pride in things I do at Alcorn because it, you know that's the place that gave me the opportunity to become the person I am today. You know, um, as far as uh, a man uh, being molded uh, from the coaching staff that in the previous past. Uh, to where I understand the, the the proper things that we need to do to mold the young man that, that sits forth in front of us now. Now, we hear the word, and, and it's become a buzzword that kind of irritates me, but it is what it is. It's the era that we're in. Everybody puts so much hype and harp on facilities, and I do understand that they do make a difference, but isn't it more about the system that you develop Regardless if you got facilities or not. Well, yeah, and, and, and when they talk about facilities, it's, it's a recruiting tool. You talk about facilities and the things that you do, and before is uh, when, when you're getting players there and all that kind of stuff. But once you get them there, it's, it's what you make of when you get there because you got to run a system. You got to run a system, and the system got to fit to to the sort of players that you have. And I think that you know, uh, as our other staff at All Corner, we we have put together a good system that where these young men know. Uh, they've been molded, and, uh, and when other guys come in, the mold is already set. So we just push the button and, and we, we let it take course. But we have molded the young men to be good young men, and, and not only as football players, but um, when they get ready to leave outside of Alcorn and, and get their degree and go outside the world, the environment, to where they know this is the thing that, that we got to do. Now, we're speaking with Coach McNair of the Alcorn State Braves. This is year number three for him leading the Braves as the head coach. And and as transitioning from assistant head coach to head coach, what has been the biggest transition for you collectively? Well, the biggest thing is, you know, just to just to been dealing with the administration and make sure we're doing all the right things to to take care of these players and, and get them what they need um, as far as um, academic wise and and, and athletic wise, and and just making sure that they have the proper tools to to, to become better young men and. And uh, being able to put together a staff to to where uh, they can be fit to to what you want them to do, and um, I think that's been the biggest biggest transition. And, and and not only that, just just knowing the things to do and things not to do as a head coach. Well, coach, I really appreciate you coming through here, uh, making yourself available. It's some busy, busy people pulling at, at everybody from every which way but loose. Uh, anything you want to share uh, with the rest of the nation? As far as as the Braves and, and I know you've been picked to be the top dog in the East, but anything in closing statements you want to share right now? No, this is the biggest thing is just the people understand that just just support the swag, support the HBCU schools, and uh, and uh, be prompt and be supportive of everything that we do. Coach McNair, we want to thank you so much, sir. Uh, this man has some massive hands too, ladies and gentlemen. Just swallow my hand completely up. What we're going to do is we're going to take us another break. And we'll come back with more from Radio Row right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. Keep it where you got it. We'll be right back. Are you looking for an affordable way to increase your business? Let the Open Mic Broadcast Network lead the way. For a customized, affordable ad campaign, call 832-213-8824. This is Willie Simmons, head football coach at Prairie View A&M University. I'm sitting here with my main man, Mike Prince. You're listening to the Open Mic Broadcast Network. <laughs> 
listen to the Mike Prince Show weekdays on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Tanya Chappell. I am a proud graduate of Prairie View A&M University. I am the local agent for Farmers Insurance here in Hempstead, Texas, waiting to handle your insurance needs. Here at the Chapel Agency, we offer affordable and reliable insurance for your auto, home, life, or business all across Texas. We believe in taking care of our customers like family. We will help you find the right combination of personalized insurance coverage at just the right price to fit your needs. So come on down and meet our family staff or give us a call at 979-826-3026. Again, 979-826-3026. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince, here on Radio Row here at SWAC Media Day 2017. We're going to try to track down Coach Odom and also Coach uh, uh, Hayes from Texas Southern and Southern, respectively. Um, We're going to, I hate to do this, but we're going to give you a quick little song break right now as we get these guys lined up. This is just a matter of getting them together. But I promise you we'll be right back with more of this special edition of the Mike Prince Show on Media Row. I knew God was was I always just praying. I'm 
They're a very passionate fan base about football. They love winning. Uh, and that's one reason I took up the challenge to come to Jackson State was because of the winning and tradition and being able to reestablish us as winners is something that I'm excited about. And uh, we'll have a tremendously, tremendous young football team with a lot of new faces, but a lot of them are local kids that uh, grew up in the Jackson area. So getting the fans out to come and watch kids that they're familiar with uh, is very exciting for us. So that's one that's part of the building process is to have kids that the fans want to come and see that are good players and then putting all of the intangibles together uh, to, to put a finished product on the field. So, uh, but we have a great following and uh, the, the, the greatest following uh, in uh, HBCU football is the Jackson State Tigers. Well, we are talking with Coach Hughes of the Jackson State Tigers and um, the tradition that has been uh, duly noted uh, for the, the historians to swag football, HBCU football, in fact. Now, with that, there leaves little room for wiggle room at times, and, and how do you deal with that? Because with that, with that big man seat come big man responsibility. Well, you know, uh, we came there to build a program. And uh, in building a program, uh, sometimes you have to build a foundation first. Uh, the Bible says, what man built the house, he first not counted the cost. Well, when you build it brick by brick, there's a process involved. When you just fill in blank spaces in the puzzle, sometimes that doesn't take as long to do. And, you know, I have to coach according to my personality. And they hire a construction worker, not a puzzle fixer. And if they want the construction worker to do their work, then we've got to do the work the only way that I know how to do it, and I'm not a quick fix kind of guy. But at the same time, I understand expectations, and nobody in the program, I promise you, nobody in the program, no fan, anybody wants to win more than I do because I'm a winner and I come from a winning background. So, But I do understand processes. And, and so sometimes people, we live in a generation of the here and now, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and emails, and everything is here and now. But, you know, in, in the real realm of things, Bill Belichick with the Cleveland Browns, his first seven years was losing seasons. He only had one winning season, went to New England Patriots his first year. So seven out of his first nine years as head coach were losing seasons. But now he's the greatest coach to ever coach. But, but that's process. But People may not understand that, but you know what? We're going to do the very best job that we can do to restore that history and tradition and pride at Jackson State, and we're going to move forward and get our kids to play as hard as they can. We're talking to the construction worker, Coach Hughes of Jackson State. What is the blueprint for a prototypical player to come and play for Coach Hughes? Uh, work ethic, uh, dependability, accountability, uh, one who embraces the game of football, uh, we tell them when we recruit them, do you love football? Do you love everything about it? Do you love 5 a.m. workouts? Do you love the blood, the sweat, and the tears? Do you love uh, the passion of playing the game of football? If you do, come play for us. If you don't, go somewhere else. Cut, drive to the point, and get it done. Now, Coach, when we talk about that, we have um, what I've called prima donna players, and, and it is definitely different from when I played, and I'm sure when you played, 
what is the greatest challenge for you as a coach to, to get the message across to the millennial player today? Well, one of the things is that the greatest players of all time, and a lot of them have come through the swag, Walter Payton, uh, maybe the hardest working guy to ever play pro football on, or, or football on any level, came at Jackson State. And not only was he a superstar at Jackson State, but he's an all-time great in the NFL. Well, if you want to be a great player, you have to embrace the work ethic of people like a Walter Payton, and that's the selling point. You're never going to be as successful as you can without work ethic. All the greatest players that I ever coached had that characteristic, bar none. They would, they would come early, they would stay late, they would be out there by themselves. And you can you can be uh, a tremendously talented athlete, but you may not be the best because somebody's going to pass you. Everybody can go out and find measurements, height, weight, body time, vertical jump, arm length, palm length, all of those things. But the thing that you can't measure when a guy is an inch shorter, a step slower, but he has more heart than the guy that's a step faster, those are the guys that's going to finish. And when you get a team of guys that think that they're great, even though the measures measurables may not say that they are, then you build a team and you, and you just restore that confidence. And, uh, because you know what? A lot of teams that win may not be the best team, but they think they are. Well, there's an old saying, hard work beats talent when talent don't work hard. And so you could be the fastest, you can be the biggest, you could be the best, but if you don't put in the work ethic, then it's really a waste of, of talent. And it's a half, you know, potential is a loaded word because that means that you're just close enough if you do a little bit better or you're not putting in the effort with all the talent that you have. Exactly, exactly. And uh, like I said, the great players, when I say great players, and I've been around a few of my time, had the work ethic to go along with the talent, and that's why they were successful because they loved everything about the game of football and every part of their life they were successful. They worked at academics the way they worked at football. They worked at being a good person the way they worked at football. And to instill that in a team and get 90% of the team to play on that level uh, and 10% to follow is the most tremendous challenge because everybody's not going to come there with that work ethic. I put it to my team like this yesterday. I said, who wants to get up every single morning at 4 o'clock in the morning and say, man, it's a great day and jump up and down two or three times, put the shoes on, and go out there and practice, and then you, you, you run up and down the field. I said, but there are few that do. The Bible says um, that, the, uh, that, the, that the laborers are few. Many are called, but few are chosen. And the question is, who's chosen and who's called? And when you get the chosen to be the ones in charge, then they call the rest of them and say, come on, let's go. We're definitely speaking with a man of faith right now, and, and a man of faith recognizes a man of faith. Coach Hughes, it wouldn't be a radio interview if I didn't put you in the hot seat just for a second. You just mentioned that you coached a lot of great players. 
But I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Who was the greatest player you've ever coached and why? I would say the greatest leader that I've ever been around associated with as a coach was Dak Prescott because he has the it factor. And the way and people don't know this about Dak, all they look at now is uh, the, the uh, NFL rookie of the year, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. But Dak Prescott played in college for five and a half years. He didn't get on the field for two and a half years. And his junior year, which would have been his fourth and a half year in college, is when he became Dak. But what he would do every day at 12 o'clock in July in heat and humidity is he would get out and throw 200 passes by himself. And he would act like there's 100,000 people in the stands. So when he got in the stadium with 100,000 people, he told them all to shut up and watch me go to work. And he had uh, such tremendous favor among his teammates because he was a great leader. Uh, And then he willed himself to become a great player. And I would have to say uh, just being a part of a team with a guy like that was a tremendous, tremendous uh, um, experience for me as a football coach. Well, you heard it from Coach Hughes. Coach, it has been a, a joy and a pleasure, sir. We look forward to uh, meeting with you. you got to come down to Prairie View um, and play, and I'm, I'm the voice for the Panthers down in Prairie View, so we'll get a chance to do this again. Anything you want to uh, leave Jackson Nation with and with the Open Mic family with? Well, we, we're, we're excited about the upcoming season. We'll have a tremendously young football team. We have 40 new players in the program that's never played a snap for the Jackson State Tigers. Uh, that's exciting to me because it shows a, a, a change in culture, a change in philosophy. Uh, a lot of kids have never played college football. Some of them are richer, some junior college players, and a couple of transfers. But, you know, we have the basis of our kids that played last year that we built on when we walked off the field. After the all-coin game, we recommitted ourselves to becoming a better football team this year, and so we're excited to get get it started, and we look forward to a, a challenging season with an early uh, schedule that's the toughest HBCU schedule in America, but you know what? Let's go play. Hey, let's go play, and Coach will be there to uh, carry, carry out the games as they unfold. Coach Hughes of the Jackson State Tigers, uh, always a joy and a pleasure to speak with men of quality men of substance, and, of course, men of faith right now. We're going to take us another quick break, and when we come back, we'll conclude. We'll try to get Coach Haywood lined up with Texas Southern right now. We're on Radio Row. We're almost the last man standing right now. It's been a great turnout, a good day, and we'll come back and share a little bit more here from Birmingham, Alabama, a special edition of the Mike Prince Show on Open Mic Broadcast Network. We are going to take us a quick break, and we'll be right back with more of our coverage. Hi, I'm LaTanya Chappell. I am a proud graduate of Prairie View A&M University. I am the local agent for Farmers Insurance here in Hempstead, Texas, waiting to handle your insurance needs. Here at the Chapel Agency, we offer affordable and reliable insurance for your auto, home, life, or business all across Texas. We believe in taking care of our customers like family. We will help you find the right combination of personalized insurance coverage at just the right price to fit your needs. So come on down and meet our family staff or give us a call at 979-826-3026. 
Again, 979-826-3026. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Media Day 2017, Birmingham, Alabama. We are in the Marriott, I guess the main ballroom right now. Uh, A pretty unique 2017 approach, not much other detail right now. Coach Hayward, who we're trying to get uh, lined up over here, look like he's uh, taking in some lunch right now. Uh, we got we got a PV slash Texas Southern man, Doc Favilla. Come on up here for a minute, man, and get a chance to get in here and knock some things out. And uh, we'll uh, get everything here. We got the the, the sports doc. In the house. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. All right, no problem at all. Uh, it was another interesting day, another successful day here at uh, Media Row on uh, this 2017 edition. What's your overall aspect of everything that's unfolded? Hey, it's pretty nice. They changed it up a little bit, but uh, they really do an outstanding job in terms of how it looks in the media room. It looks like a great event, so it makes it a great event. The players seem to be ready to go. The coaches seem to be quite fired up. Oh, they, they they real fired up, especially uh, with this last prediction that was coming out for the 2017 champion. Last, as we know it, to be SWAG championship game to be played. What's your overall thoughts and concepts, uh, how we've got to this point? Yeah, certainly. I, I was really, um, at first when I heard the news, like a lot of people, uh, disappointed. Uh, I had a colleague of mine that told me, Charles Bishop, as you know, he talked about the fact that there's a generation of kids, essentially, that that's all they know is a WAC championship game. You know, it's been around since 1999, essentially 17, 18 years. So you think about that, it's like, wow, that is true. There's literally folks that have started going to SWAC championship or at least hearing about the SWAC championship and follow it, and so it no longer exists. But with that said, uh, certainly had a celebration bowl, so that big event, if you would, still exists. And so I think it's going to be interesting for a lot of folks uh, that people want to, always find a way to have their name tagged in history. So the first team they got to go there was all really excited about it. The first time when they moved to Houston, the first teams that played about it, they were excited about that. Now you had a chance in terms of what we know, as you said, certainly correctly, is that there's a group uh, of two teams, one from the east, one from the west, exactly who get the stamp their names in terms of being the last group that played in the SWAC championship game, either this iteration or maybe forever. Well, and and that's the thing about it. And when, when you start changing the dynamics of the championship game as we know it right now, it changes the conference. There's no need for East and West right now if it's going to be the last man standing in the conference. Then you're going to have to address going back to the nine-game format instead of the seven-game format because now there's going to be some imbalance right now. So there are a lot of things that this is going to create a domino effect on. That's perfect analysis. Uh, I think that was one of the first questions to come out. Several of the coaches have mentioned that that uh, they wouldn't have necessarily recommended going to the seven-game format if they were aware that ultimately the SWAC championship game was going to go away. Um, so now there are some questions about how you're going to do the tiebreaker. They have some general analysis of what they're doing, but I don't think they really have released it yet, and I think they're looking at making sure they cover all the pieces. So there's a couple of other ideas they want to make sure before they talk about the tiebreaker. But the other part that was uh, intriguing is when they went to the seven-game format, it was 
to produce more revenue, right? And so several teams have created contracts over the next two or three years. So this is, may not be something that can be a quick fix in terms of changing it to next year because now you have to break those contracts if you go to nine games, which means you're going to lose the revenue that you had playing those games and possibly penalties. So you're actually going to lose even more money. So you really have to be careful when you start making these decisions that you look at all parts of this. So we may not go back to the nine-game mandate until two or three years from now. Yeah, right now I think it's slated because it was just to start this year, and I think it was in three-year intervals. And, and, and with that being said, once again, you got some stuff tied up. It's like throwing money into that black hole again, which um, is going to be. Now, in all fairness, we did have uh, 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 Dua Sharp here on the, uh, the open mic uh, lines here, and um, he said, hey, I work for the presidents. He said a lot of people get it mistaken that I'm telling the presidents what to do, but he's, he let it be known that he works for the presidents. And is it safe to assume that maybe there was some premature judgment calls made? Yeah, I think it, it certainly is. And, you know, we're not in the room, so but I, I'll be one to guess I have the opportunity to talk with some of the presidents certainly the AD, so I try to ask these questions to get inside their mindset. And while I agree with Dua Sharp that he certainly uh, works for the presidents, but in a leadership role, you do have ability to make recommendations. You have ability to do research. So uh, I would like to believe that's what he did. Uh, but if you don't have all that information, you can present somebody information and you can do it in such a way that if they don't have multiple options, then becomes least likely that they'll do that. Now, many presidents maybe asked for various options and came to the decision. And ultimately, you know, and a lot of this comes down to finance. But the question becomes is what did the finances actually look like? You know, it's one thing to say the finances are in the red, which probably seems pretty obvious that you would make a uh, – well, well, I didn't mean to cut you off, but for the record, I did ask, was this due to the fact that there was no money being made? And he said that was not the case. Okay. So that's important that we need to know these frameworks because it's gone back and forth. Some groups are saying there was a loss of revenue. Other ones saying it, it was. And then some people are saying that this is really to support the celebration goal. But I came out with one analysis that I think your fans would look like. And this is just from a pure sport management business perspective is I'm of the volition that um, your fan bases that have come to Houston, let's say that seven to 14,000 of those fans, if you would, or what I call core, hardcore HBCU fans. So they'll pretty much go to the moon. Right? You you know prairie fans that you see everywhere, anywhere, don't care about the finances. They'll find what they want to do. So I say this, from our schools, that range goes from about 7 to 14. So that means if you have a game in Houston, that means between 14 to 28,000 fans, basically you can guarantee you're going to be there because they're hardcore which means to me your next group are what I call fans of convenience that kind of follow you because things fall in the right place. So there tend to be more residential folks in Houston that will come out because it's convenient to the go to game. So that's say that's five to 10,000 fans. Well, if that happens like that, to me that means it doesn't matter where you have this game or not because that is pretty much true in Atlanta. You have seven to 14 hardcore fans that are going to travel there. The other five to 10 are going to come from the media. I mean, seven to 14 come from the MEAC, then you have another five to 10,000 fans of the local area fans. You might have another 25 to come with it. But 
changing the dynamics is not going to change that fan group seven to fourteen going everywhere with you. They're not going to say, all right, five ten that were convenient in Houston. They're not going to be saying we're going to travel to Atlanta. They just go to events in Houston. Period. Absolutely, and it's all about uh, convenience, and it's all about a good product too. And when people have a good product to come and be partaking, because let's be honest, an HBCU football game is more of a social event than the actual game itself. Yeah, in a lot of ways, that's true, uh, particularly for a subgroup of that fan, that, that, as you said, that convenience fan. Those hardcore fans, they come for the football game. They probably really don't even need to battle a band. They appreciate it. But they are hardcore fans of that particular sport. In this case, we're talking about football. But that next fan, exactly, that fan of convenience, 5 of 10, or that other type of fan, as you said, fan of um, social gathering, you have to make it an event for them to show up. So I think it's important when we look at it is to make sure that we're looking at the diversity of these fan groups and not just throwing everybody in there and making decisions based on that, that these many fans come because you don't get a true picture of what's taking place. This is the tough questions that you're starting to ask and trying to get answers to. And I want to say I appreciate you asking those questions to let our fans that listen to you really understand what is going on. Absolutely. We, we try to do our part. We want to be hard but fair. And, and conscientious because I, I love this conference. I'm a product of this conference, and I want what's best for this conference. We're speaking with the sports doc, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill of, of Texas Southern Prairie View. He's just of a swag nature, period. And uh, Mr. Alpha Man himself, uh, we're on swag, swag Media Day. Uh, we're on Radio Row right now. We're going to have to take us a quick break when we come back. But, Doc, it's always a joy. And a pleasure to speak you, with man. you, man. I don't know if you heard, uh, but um, we are going to have the Golden Tigers on the Open Mic Broadcast Network kicking off this fall. All games scheduled. Yes, sir. And uh, we're just trying to do our part for the HBCU Nation. Well, I've seen you when you started, or at least we came along pretty early in the process. I saw how you've grown. You shared a lot of information with me, and I just want to say thank you for doing that and also thank you for the love and the passion you have for Prairie View A&M University and therefore the SWAC, and I would even say HBCUs in general. Continue the great work. Continue to push the envelope, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you, sir. Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, as a matter of fact, uh, give a plug on your show, man, how folks can listen to your show. Yes, you can come to Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab on SoundCloud. You can listen to a podcast. If you can, you can go live. We do Caseways TV streaming. That's 6 to 7 every Tuesday, 6 to 7 Central Standard Time. That's on, again, KCUH-TV, I should say, KCUH-TV, KKBQ 92.9 uh, HD2 uh, to check it out. Again, you can see it, SoundCloud, the podcast, and listen to it at your own time. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, social media platforms at Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Again, that's D-R-K-E-N. Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. He got it all in, and we're going to have to take us a break. You're listening to a special edition of the Mike Brent Show here on Media Day 2017 for the Southwestern Athletic Conference. We want to take us another quick break, and we will be right back with more of our coverage from right here on Radio Road. Keep it where you got it. We'll be right back.
Are you looking for an affordable way to increase your business? Let the Open Mic Broadcast Network lead the way. For a customized, affordable ad campaign, call 832-213-8824. This is Willie Simmons, head football coach at Prairie View A&M University. I'm sitting here with my main man, Mike Prince. You're listening to the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Listen to the Mike Prince Show weekdays on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince, on Radio Row 2017. We are just about to the end of the road, we have had the fortunes. Uh, last segment, we just got done speaking with Coach, I'm sorry, not Coach, but Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, uh, the sports doc of Houston, Texas, KCOH Radio. Uh, we have had a plethora of people to come by with us on today. We spoke with uh, Commissioner Dua Sharp. We spoke with Rick Cummingy. We have spoken with Monty Coleman. We spoke with Coach Jenkins. We've spoken with Shotgun Willie Simmons. We have spoken um, to uh, – we have not spoken with Coach Fobbs, uh, and we have spoken with uh, – let's see here um, – Coach Hughes from Jackson State, and we have not been able to catch up with Alabama A&M's Spady but we have been able to get majority of the coaches in, and we're mighty, mighty uh, thankful for that, trying to get Coach Haywood and Odom set up right now. As we spoke, we spoke with with um, Coach Coleman. Okay, Coach Odom is now making him his way, way over here. <laughs> so we're getting Coach Odom here. Coach is always a – Joy and a pleasure to uh, see and speak with you, sir. How you doing today? Doing outstanding. Thanks for having me. Okay, well, thank, well, thank you for being here and being on a part of it. I know it is a extremely busy day. Uh, how do you summarize SWAC Media Day as you see it from your, your vantage point? Well, anytime, uh, once you get close to SWAC Media Day, you realize football is right around the corner. 14 days from now, we report. So it's always great to see uh, your competitors. Uh, we're all great friends uh, off the field and competitors on the field. So, our conference do a great job putting this on display, and we're always excited to be a part of it. Well, Coach, I've got to uh, uh, let you know on record, um, every time I come here, you're one of my favorite ones to interview. And um, I can remember the first time, might have been a couple of years back, I was blown away, because you always see people from afar, but I was blown away at your intensity, intellect, and love for this game of football, and I just wanted to let you know that. But thank you. I appreciate those kind words. With this being the last of the championship games as we know it, how do you uh, how did you first accept that news, and how do you make the adjustment from here? Well, I think it's like any other news. Uh, as a coach, you know, we were always for an opportunity for our guys to have experience and exposure. But I think once you get the facts and the details of, of why and you have a better understanding of what the conference is doing. And I think it's one of the best 
decisions we decided to make because you don't benefit though as a as a conference from institutions uh, a standpoint you don't benefit from a swag championship there's not a lot of dollars you benefit from an exposure being on ESPN you benefit from your players having an experience but at the end of the day it's about dollars and it's about the business of of, of why you play football and about the business of why you have a bowl game so we have a bowl game now that we can call our own we play it against the MIAC. But the other intriguing factor is is that we also have a kickoff classic, which is called the MEAC versus SWAT. So we're doing things that's outside the box, but it's in line with FBS, and that makes us a unique conference. So in order for that to continue to sell, then we don't need other avenues preventing our fans from making the MEAC SWAT game a great game and making the Celebration Bowl a great game because both of those are televised games, great exposure for both conferences, but not only that, it gives you an opportunity to generate some revenue. And to me, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And our presidents and chancellors agree in our conference not to have a SWAT championship. And as a coach, I'm all aboard and all in with that decision because I understand the bottom line. I understand the business of it. And the Celebration Bowl is where you want to end. And it starts at me at SWAT Challenge, September the 3rd, A.W. Mumford Stadium, 1.30 p.m., smoking hot. Ah, Smokey, I look, that, that is going to be a huge game. It's already home game that you're opening up with the season on. How important is that, not just from the competitive nature you made the address on the financial gain that can come from that, but how overall is a great impact of this game being in that MEAC SWAC challenge? Well, I think it's great. I mean, uh, from all the negativity that we experienced from an institution, from a program, uh, we're all postseason band now. We can go to the postseason, having a game with that magnitude, open up at home on the Sunday, giving a chance to put our facilities on national TV, getting a chance to put our product on national TV. It does wonders for our program, does wonders for our, our young man that's a part of it, and it does wonders for our institution. We're we're happy to be a part of the MIAC SWAT champion. Now, Coach, you just addressed on something here that has been uh, something that I've always wanted to ask. How do you keep your focus when you have to deal with a lot of the challenges off the field more than on the field, keep your head above sea level, if you will, and maintain a positive flow? Well, I pride myself on trying to be as positive as possible. And the thing about some of the negativity is that it really doesn't affect you. And I think from an institutional standpoint, our alumni have to grasp that too. You know, we, we sometimes make it worse than what it has to be. Uh, from a social media standpoint, uh, we, we shouldn't play out our dirty laundry on social media. So what I try to tell our players, if it doesn't involve us direct, then we don't need to comment on it, and it doesn't affect us. It's not going to change when practice starts, and it's not going to change when practice is over. At the end of the day, we find out what we can do. We focus on that. We call it control the things that you can. The things we cannot control, we pray about, and we keep it moving. Now, Coach, uh I've been asking the coaches this. This has been one of those um, general overall questions. Uh, it's a different ball player that you have to deal with today. How do you deal with the sensitivity of today's ball player, and how do you get the most out of these guys? Well, I, I do my own research, and I reach the conclusion that if you go back to the 90s, and you talk about HBCUs, it's probably a different percentage, a major different percentage in how many single parents were raising 
their young men. Not only was that percentage difference, the age of the women that were raising those young men are different. So now when I go into recruits' home, I realize the close proximity of some of the ages of the single-parent mothers in raising some of these young men. So I already know that I'm getting a product that really doesn't understand what it's like to have a father figure. So you have to adapt your coaching style. For a man, for a young man to not have had a man to yell at him, he don't understand that that's just a man trying to make you better. So sometimes you have to take and put your arm around them and coach them with positivity because they've been around so much negativity. So understanding that psychological battle and understanding that warfare that's going on between the millennial generation really has helped our program because we understand that. You just hit on something. This thing is also dealing with young men from not only just the physical capabilities, but teaching them emotional and spiritual stability. Well, exactly. You know, and I, I tell our guys all the time, you, if I was to line our football team up and you would evaluate them over the course of six months, you would probably be able to 90% tell who probably got a two-parent home. But at the end of the day, when they come to us, they end up with a 12 or 15 parent home, and we understand. So we're not so quick to, to put them out to the pasture. Uh, we really put our arm around them and try to help them to grow because we understand they're adapting to an environment that's, that they're not accustomed to being in. If their high school coaches did not invest in them from a standpoint of becoming a man, then the first time they get that is in college, and they're way behind. From a social standpoint, a financial standpoint, a mental standpoint, and a spiritual standpoint, and we got to play catch-up. And playing catch-up is something that HBCUs as a factor have to go, and we just went, been going over the NCAA uh, release of the revenues that were earned. Uh, not a bad um, ticket sales for Southern University, um, but when it comes to comparing apples to apples and oranges to oranges, where the HBCUs are struggling is the alumni sowing seeds back into the very institutions that help make them do that. Now, I don't want to get too much off. I know you're about the X's and O's, but do you have any thoughts on that particular process? Well, you know, I'm a product of HBCU, and I, I guess you can say we might have been brainwashed, but I'm grateful for the brainwash is that I went to North Carolina Central University. Let's make sure we make no doubt about it. That's the best university you could ever attend. And I don't care what negativity come out of there. I don't care what issues they have. It's my job as an alumni to keep promoting a positive environment. And that's just what I was taught, and that's what I believe. And I send that same message to the alumni of Southern University. It does not matter what goes on at our university. If the buck stops with us, it will be a positive spin put on it. And I think that's been the, the, the biggest downfall is that we take negativity from social media and from other outlets, and we continue to pound our university. But at the end of the day, if it was good enough for you, it should be good enough for me. And the only way it will get better is that we understand that, is that regardless of what has happened in the past, how can we make it better going forward? And the only way we're going to make it better is through financial contribution. If you don't realize that, then more doors are going to close at HBCUs. Absolutely couldn't have put it um, any better, Coach. Uh, back to this prediction. Someone has to be, you know, predicted now. Now, do you do you take these things personal? You just kind of let it roll off your off your back like a duck in water. Well, we've been predicted differently every year. So I mean, the difference is this year we get to play everybody. 
know, going forward, we're going to change to a seven-game schedule. But it's decided on the field. It doesn't matter the order. Uh, we go back, we tell our players what happened in SWAT media day. We tell them the order of prediction, and we ask them what does that mean. Absolutely nothing. Somebody got to be – it's preseason. You got to predict somebody. So, you know, we'll pick second on our side, and it's our responsibility. We in control whether we make that true or not. So, and that's what we try to go about doing every day. Absolutely. Coach Odom, it is always a joy and a pleasure. I thank you for coming by and to speak with us here on Radio Row. Anything you want to share with uh, Southern Nation and just a SWAC Nation as a whole or HBCU Nation? Well, I think it's a, it's a common trend, you know, from our fan base is that, you know, we need tickets ball. We need more season books. And, and the only way we can uh, continue to be a great program is that we must sell tickets. Uh, whether you come into the game or not, uh, we can't control that. But please, we need you to buy tickets. We need you to support these young men. We need you to understand it's your program, it's your institution. It will go where you take it. Coach, always a joy and a pleasure, sir. We appreciate you so much. We look forward to talking to you real soon. Thank you. All right, thank you. Coach Odom from Southern Jaguars, always intriguing, at least to me, to sit down and talk with him. Uh, Definitely a man on a mission, a man with a vision, and a man that understands the process. we got to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have more on Radio Row, special edition of the Mike Prince Show. Are you looking for an affordable way to increase your business? Let the Open Mic Broadcast Network lead the way. For a customized, affordable ad campaign, Call 832-213-8824. The Open Mic Broadcast Network is a community-based radio station that was established in 2002. We have been dedicated to local, regional, and community programming with coverage for high school, collegiate sports, ministries, and information. Our goal is to provide quality, productive, and positive programming that reflects the community that we serve. Visit our website, ktorradio.com and obnradio.com. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Media Day 2017. The Radio Guy, Dr. Mike Prince, here with you. Remind you to follow us on Twitter at Radio Guy. Instagram is OBN Radio. We have had a wonderful, wonderful time here on Radio Row with our simulcast with the G-Line, Greenwood Live Mornings. My good brother, Brother Lee Hall in Greenwood, Mississippi, doing an outstanding job. We want to thank our sponsors for today and their participation. Farmers Insurance of Hempstead, Texas. Lee Van Richardson of Attorney of Law of Hempstead, Texas. Larry's Automotive from Field Store in the Wall of Texas area. Prairie View Athletic Club, of course, representing Prairie View a University. I want to remind you that the uh, 43rd Annual Prairie View National Alumni Convention will be July the 19th through the 22nd, and we will be there. As a matter of fact, I have been asked to be keynote speaker for that uh, particular breakfast morning on the 22nd. So I'm mighty thankful, proud uh, for that opportunity. It's always a joy to be able to give back. We have heard from Dr. Kenyatta Cavill 
of KCOH. We have heard from Coach Comergy. We heard just last segment from Coach Odom. We're trying to get Coach Haywood lined up. Uh, we've heard from Coach McNair of Alcorn. Uh, we've heard uh, from Coach Hughes from Jackson State. We've heard from Coach Jenkins of Alabama State. Of course, Coach Willie Simmons of Prairie View A&M University. Coach Monty Coleman of University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. As we now have Coach Haywood coming in, and uh, but this is the last one that we needed, and man, we're going to be all right, Coach. We want to thank you so much for being a part. Uh, welcome to the Open Mic Broadcast Network. And how was this for you uh, on uh, Media Day 2017? It was an outstanding day, uh, especially for the young student athletes, uh, basically to kick off the 2017-18 season, and we're looking forward to it. Well, Coach, you, you got a lot going on. You're jumping out of the gates quick, fast, and hairy. You're taking on a very formidable opponent of uh, Florida A&M. Uh, which I would have been dubbing as the pre-MEAC squat challenge. How did you come about that game, man, and, and, and um, uh, what are you looking forward to? Well, their uh, head coach, Alex Wood, and I worked together at Miami University. He was the wide receiver coach on our staff, so we were talking. Got together with his president. We had an open date, and so we decided to make it happen. Uh, great opportunity for them, but I think it's important for us uh, to have a game before we enter into the SWAC conference. And usually we play Prairie View in the first game of the year, and I just didn't think that that was right. I think we need to get a game underneath that belt, and it's happened, so it's going to be a good thing for us. Well, with that being said, that is an extremely um, uh, critical game to start your season off with. It's a rival game. It's a game of impact from the Western Division. And so uh, logically it makes sense to set this game up to kind of iron out some wrinkles and even get some jitters under control for your team. Well, especially because we're playing such young, we're playing so many young players this year. Uh, we looked at our team, and from the day in which I've taken this job to the day we go to camp, we're going to come in with 95 uh, players. 25 of them were here when we started. And so now it's going to be our job to make sure that we mold these 70 players in with the 25 so that we can become one cohesive unit and work on one heartbeat. And so I think it's really important that we get a game underneath that belt, get the jitters out of the way. But you always get 20 to 25% better as a football team going into the second game of the season than the first. So with that being said, uh, you got some great expectations for the Tigers, of course, coming out of the gate. How do you, and, and everyone has to have it, but how do you look at the projections that were made for this coming season? Uh, are we speaking as projections in which they made here today? I don't have anything I don't have any comment about their projections. You know, because when we're at Miami I think we're finished you know finished last or take fourth or fifth. And my comment is those that are last will be first one day. Well that sounds good enough to me. If you can quote Jesus you can you can pretty much get it anywhere you need to. Now coach with you transitioning, uh you had been out of football for a while and you come back in, what has been that, that transition for you getting back on the sideline? Well, I think getting into the day-to-day -day situation and, you know, there's so many things that we had to change. Uh, maybe changing the field, uh, putting down a new turf, maybe gutting our entire field house on the first level, making it accessible for our student athletes. 
maybe going out and having to buy all new equipment because we didn't have new we didn't have the appropriate equipment. Maybe the bags, the jugs, machines, balls. We had to do everything and starting the program over from scratch. The way I envisioned a program should be run. Now we've made that transition, and I can spend a lot more time coaching football than uh, going over the management of the the paint in the field house, uh, make sure that the plumbing is correct and the plumbing isn't backing up in the women's restroom or in the players' locker room. I can spend more time on football instead of having to worry about all those external things. Now, you, you're in a unique situation. You get to play downtown Houston at the BBVA Stadium. And uh, do you see that as a plus or somewhat of a challenge sometimes for getting uh, uh, people to come out, or do you have do you think that it all kind of works itself out when it comes with the product being presented on the field? Well, it works itself out, but at the same time, I understand that the president wants to play a game on campus, and if the president wants to play a game on campus, you know, we'll do everything in our power to make it happen uh, because I think it's what the alumni want. But at the same time, we can play. You know, it used to be Dowling Street, and now it's called Emancipation. If they want us to play on Emancipation Street, we play on Emancipation Street. It doesn't matter. We're going to play the game. Wherever the administration and the AD decides that we're going to play the game, we're going to play the game and have a great time doing it. We'd just like for the fans to come on out and enjoy it because it's going to be something that's going to be exciting and worthwhile purchasing the ticket and bringing your family out to see it. We're talking with Coach Mike Haywood. Hey, if they want to get in the phone booth, we can do that with phone booth. <laughs> All right, now, Coach, uh, you, you came in, and it's obvious um, some things that you just said had to be addressed. And I'm hearing you, and I want to make sure I got a good clarity and understand, is there a potential move to get the games back on the campus of Texas Southern? I'm not sure if there's a move to get the games on campus, get them all on campus. Uh, but I understand through the alumni and through President Lane that we may play one game on campus because the alumni really want us to play a game on campus. There's a lot of things that have to be done to the stadium to make that uh, a viable playing facility. And wherever they decide to play the game, I float my stick with them and we'll play wherever they want to play. I'm assuming that that game would possibly be the homecoming game they would like to have on campus. I'm really not sure. You know, I was just told to write up a report from a football standpoint of what we needed to do to play a game on campus. And I wrote it, uh, Coach Elias, and I wrote up the report. All right, we're speaking with Coach Mike Haywood of the Texas Southern Tigers. Coach, what has been the pleasant surprise for you taking on the, the head coaching job at Texas Southern and being in the Southwest Athletic Conference? When we first took the job, they would always talk about Texas kids wouldn't come, kids from Houston wouldn't come. Through the Texas High School Association, the high school coaches in the state of Texas, we, and along with our staff, we have done a tremendous job in working with them to get Texas football players to stay in Texas and come play at Texas Southern University. And that has been a pleasant surprise. Well, it's been a pleasant surprise. We, we look forward to seeing the growth at Texas Southern because it's definitely in a hotbed that of Houston, Texas, a lot of talent around and a lot of talent within the state of Texas right now. You get a chance right now to shout back to the Houston listeners through the Open Mic Broadcast Network. What's your message for the home team? Our team message is that we're going to put an outstanding product on the field. We would like for you to come out and support our student-athletes because our student-athletes are going to play for Texas Southern University, the alum, and the Houston community. 
Third Ward and all the other surrounding areas. Come on out and watch because it's going to be a great show on grass. The greatest show on grass. You heard it from Coach Mike. Hey, Wood, sir, we thank you so much, and good luck on your season. Thank you very much. Have a blessed day. Hey, Coach Mike Haywood of the Texas Southern Tigers uh, getting things in order here in perspective, and we are just about on our last leg right now. Uh, We're going to uh, take us another break, and we'll come back with some closing thoughts and comments as we are lining this up. SWAT Media Day 2017 by far has been a pretty big break. We're going to take us another break, and we'll come back with some closing thoughts. And Okay, hold on. We got Andrew just stepped in. Andrew, hold on. We get the brother Andrew over here, the, the, the SID. Just, just what happened when you go live. You never can tell. What's going on, brother? How you doing, Mr. Prince? Good to be with you. Okay, he is so smooth, ladies and gentlemen. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, we just got done speaking with your coach, Mike Haywood, uh, a great uh, interview and a forecast, and uh, he, he opened me up to something that I was clearly off the radar on, and maybe you can uh, give a little bit more detail. He said, working on a projection of trying to at least bring one home game a year on the campus of Texas up. Yeah, I know that's something that some of our alums and some of the fan base has been talking about, and just think for the most part now they're looking preliminary to see what would need to be done to make it feasible to have a game played as far as the infrastructure standpoint. Okay, now uh, from my uh, recollection, of the, the homecoming game seemed like that would be the perfect game to have that game slated for. Is that correct? You know, I, I'm not quite sure if they pinpointed a, a designated a particular game. I know that uh, obviously when you have homecoming, there are some things that you need from a, a, a space standpoint uh, as far as uh, capacity. But I know uh, whether it be that game or any game, I know just there's a, a fraction of, of the base that would just love to see some, a game on campus. Absolutely, and I've I've been echoing that for a long time. Um, I'm part of this conference. Of course, I'm a PV graduate. You're a PV graduate. You're working at Texas Southern. But I try to have a collective approach for SWAC as a whole right now. And I want to thank you for your part and contribution to the the SWAC uh, uh, message line and everything. And I and I got to get you on record. You're gonna keep them coming for the fall too. Definitely want to keep you coming, Mike, and we just applaud the effort that you do and your team does with highlighting the Southwestern Athletic Conference. And not just one school, you guys do a great job of bringing exposure and shining a light, a positive light on all our schools. So we're always glad to be a part of that. Well, we, we like being a part of it. And plus, when we go down, and I got them on record right now, when we go down to Houston, I get an extra box of that. Frenchie! You get two extra boxes, Brother Prince. You get two of them. He said, I get two, three of them. And when my cholesterol jump off the chart, I'm going to say, it was worth it. Well, look, we're speaking with um, Andrew. Now, Andrew, give us some insight on some things that are going on at Tiger Nation right now. It's a very good time to be a part of Tiger Nation. A lot of things are going on. We've got, obviously, last year coming off winning seven championships, a school record, having a men's basketball program that's made three tournament appearances in five years and having a football program that's really starting to take off under the direction of Coach Haywood. And even some of our other Olympic sports, you look at soccer, uh, made it to the semifinals, lost. You look at bowling, got to the championship game and lost. Volleyball, championship game and lost. We won seven championships, but we had some sports that were right there knocking on the door that could have quite well walked away with it. So we could have been looking at a year where you had at Texas Southern 
10 to 11 teams in SWAC championships, and we field 16 sports. So that's an amazing accomplishment. So is that a message to Alabama State I'm hearing? Hey, man, y'all, y'all just got away by the hair of your chin? You know, Alabama State is, is the, the standard right now because they've had a, a hold on that Commissioner's Cup the last few years. And so anytime that you can definitely be mentioned in the same breath, the championship with them, it's always a positive. Well, look, uh, Andrew, uh, you just made mention, you brought up basketball, and um, this is a pleasant surprise for us right now. Um, your, your old basketball coach said he shows some interest in somewhere. Is there any truth to that? Or he's just talking right now. What do you think? You know, Coach Davis, obviously, with the job that he's done, is always going to have schools and, and different programs that probably look at what he's doing and say, hey, we wouldn't mind having that at our place. But Coach Davis, when you talk to him, he's always reiterated that there's no greater place to be than the city of Houston when it comes from a location standpoint, the things that, that the city offers and the things that Texas Southern offers from a facility standpoint. I don't know if you've had a chance to come to our facility, but they have probably one of the best locker room and and overall coaches' office facilities, not just in the SWAC, but in that Houston area, in this region. And they put a lot of resources into it. And it's really something that's made everybody associated with the program realize that we have all the tools necessary to be successful. And one of Coach Davis's favorite lines that I hear him say at the beginning of every year is anything that can be accomplished in the game of basketball can be accomplished at Texas Southern University. And that's not just something that he says. It's something that they seem to really believe and buy into. Well, his proof is in the pudding right now. You know, he's uh, uh, done his thing on and off the court. Uh, he has his unique style of recruiting and bringing the missing pieces to be a part of it. And as always, um, we have people that listen to the broadcast here from Texas Southern Nation, and we're just glad to be able to be in that avenue where we can continue to do, uh, sometimes people call it hard, but fair uh, reporting and no bashing at all because we're all in this thing together when it does settle. Oh, definitely all in it together. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention in our championship teams, our baseball team, and I know you had the opportunity to cover them down in College Station uh, back in 2015, I believe it was, and they did an outstanding job this year. Talking to Coach Robertson, he said, Going to LSU and competing like they did, he said, has opened up such a big recruiting avenue because he said he's had kids that have never looked at Texas Southern before that have said, hey, Coach, can we come on a visit and check out what y'all have to offer? So just the winning breeds success, and obviously any time that you can have Swag Champion behind your name, it's going to open up some additional doors for your program. Absolutely open up additional doors, Brother Andrew. As always, we want to – well, thank you so much for coming in, man. This was a pleasant surprise. I didn't I didn't know. I looked to my left, and there he slid in. They didn't tell me incoming, but when you do it like that, and, and uh, man, anything you want to uh, shout out before we uh, take a break here? Just want to let everybody know we'll be kicking off the football season August 26th in Tallahassee, Florida, in the Jake Gate, the Classic, against FAMU, and then after that we'll get down and get to tangle with those Panthers, our, our, our friendly uh, brothers down 290 at BBVA Compass Stadium in the annual Labor Day Classic. So looking forward to all the Panther and Tiger Nation to be in the house on that day. Well, the reports will be coming real soon, and we'll be there to give them to you. We are going to take us a break, and we'll come back with our closing thoughts and comments for SWAC Media Day 2017. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. You better keep it where you got it. We'll be right back, I promise you. Thank you. 
Are you looking for an affordable way to increase your business? Let the Open Mic Broadcast Network lead the way. For a customized, affordable ad campaign, call 832-213-8824. This is Willie Simmons here, football coach at Prairie View A&M University. I'm sitting here with my main man, Mike Prince. You're listening to the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Listen to the Mike Prince Show weekdays on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Swag Day 2017 here in Birmingham, Alabama has truly been a blessing, and we have been blessed. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. If you're anywhere around Prairie you know anything about this, tell everybody who they're listening to right now. They might not know me by my real name. <laughs> but my real name is Mason Darrell Barrett. I'm a 1977 graduate of Prairie View A&M University. Uh, hail from Linden, Texas, Cass County, Northeast Texas. North, Northeast Texas is in the house. And what is it like when you you a resident here in Birmingham? What is it like when you see all of this coverage for for this SWAC Media Day? Well, you know, it's exciting. It lets me know that, you know, football season is very near. Uh, they had the, uh, you know, they was announcing uh, the SEC Media Days, and it triggered my memory to know that the SWAC Media Days would probably be this week. And so I had to go on the website and check it out and say, I just come by and holler at Well, you came by and hollered, and we're very, very glad. Uh, the theme has been uh, throughout, we, we do our daily talk show, and, and people have to learn how to give back to their universities, whether it's Prairie View, Alcorn, HBCUs throughout. How do you respond to that need and the importance of giving back? Well, I'm a fellow government employee, so every payday, like today, uh, portion of my pay go to Prairie View, okay? And for all you federal employees uh, all across the nation, uh, you know, you got what's known as the financial allotment. Whatever you choose to contribute to your school, you know, just have it uh, sent out of your paycheck. You won't miss it <laughs> unless you send all of it. <laughs> but that's that's what I do, and I've been doing it for several years now since we tried to, you know, start building build a new stadium. And so uh, I've been doing that and plan to continue. We plan to continue as well. You know, the uh, 43rd Annual National Alumni uh, uh, Convention is coming up July 19th to the 22nd, and I'm, I'm thank, thankful that they've even asked me to be a keynote speaker for breakfast that Saturday morning. So I'm going to have to take a bath at least that Saturday morning and get ready to come on out and be a part of it. We are really running overtime. Is there anything you want to share with PV Nation and Swag Nation as we get ready to close out? Who are you rooting for? P-V-U. <laughs> well, you heard it there, ladies and gentlemen. I got the music playing in the background. That means that I have come to the end of another successful journey. We want to thank our sponsors for today, Farmers Insurance of Hempstead, Texas, Attorney Lee Van Richardson, Larry's Automotive out of the Field Store area, Prairie View Athletic Club. We want to thank you 
the listener. Don't forget to go to our website at obnradio.com. Follow us on Instagram at obnradio. You can also follow us on Twitter at Radio Guide. Don't forget to keep up with our low-tech app. That's simply dialing in the number, 605-477-5066. Get everything that's going on in and out and all about I am out of time. The radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince, live from Birmingham, Alabama. Swag Day 2017 is in the books. You guys be blessed, and if the Lord delays his coming, we'll see you Monday morning. In other words, be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.